you lot. You listen to Garage Hammer. Episode 131. On tonight's episode, the fat manling is set up in the corner over at Unique Gifts and Games, and he's having tabletop wargaming day with all of his friends, which means like four people showed up. <laughs> Shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next couple of hours, I'm going to do my best to share with you my love of tabletop wargaming and probably some of my various and sundry other fandoms. Bringing you AOS, Star Wars Armada, and looks like someone's playing Malifaux. I'm Dave Whitehead, and with me today are going to be a whole bunch of guests. But first, let me introduce you to a man who hasn't been on the show since 2010, the owner and proprietor of this lovely establishment. I'm sitting in here, Unique Gifts and Games, Ken Wicks. Ken, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. So, Ken is here, and um, he's going to be on for a few minutes. We're just going to be talking about the store, talking about game day. And uh, Ken's been playing a lot of games lately, so... I have. We're going to have myself too thin. <laughs> Some fun convos here, so... Uh, but before we do that, I have to take a minute to thank our sponsors. Um, as we always mention them, it's Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake, Illinois. Mantic. Mantic Games, building bigger rank and flank armies. Mercia Miniatures, that's M-I-E-R-C-E Miniatures, for all your ridiculously amazing resin model needs. And don't forget the TC War Room and, of course, Battle Foam, protecting your army. All right, all that's done. Um, you know what? I don't have any notes here in front of me, so I don't have any voice. We can wing it. That's fine. I got no voicemail. I got no emails. Um, lots of people are sending in nice voicemails and emails, and thank you all for that. Hopefully by now the forums are back up <laughs> because as of this morning as we're recording, uh, our entire website is down except for access to the the shows. Um, we got hacked. and so That's the most important part, though, access to the shows. Exactly. Well, we got hacked, and it's someone we got, someone replaced our forums with an, to some French online dating site. So, uh, folks, if you're listening to this and you're a member of the forums, they hacked and got access to the whole forum. So you signed in with an email address, a username, and a password. Um, you know, if you're going to France, it might be okay. <laughs> Nobody got there because we had when we when we redid our forums, we went to a new forum and we had to put a different slug in for it. So for some reason they had it set up where if it was close it would go to their thing, right? But our hidden not know it was there because we did it like five years ago. Slug was actually closer. So anyone who tried to get onto the forums got a message that Daniel was updating them back in like 2010. So I don't think anybody got to the French site. I only know of it because Daniel has pulled it all down and picked it apart. But folks, if you seriously, if you signed in and you know email address, username, and password is pretty much what you need for our site. If that's a password you use for everything. Go change it, just because. Just in case. Yeah, yeah I mean, know. It, you know, he said they hashed it, which means they've got a bunch of usernames and a bunch of, they have all the info, but none of it's together. But they can stick it through the machine and just randomly stick every name with every password and eventually figure out huh. who's who. So just, just change it. Like uh, he says, he doesn't even know if they'd bother to do it. It looks like they're just trying to hijack websites to use them for other stuff. <sighs> but uh, I hate hackers. Unless you play Infinity. <laughs> and then I kind of hate hackers, too, <laughs> shutting down my stuff. Um, 
All right, but you know what? Before we go any farther, let's you know what? Let's take a quick break. We always take a quick one right at the beginning of the show, and then when we come back, we will be talking with Ken about this fine establishment and a little bit about Infinity. So Ken, how long uh, how long you had the shop here, man? Uh, we're very close to eight and a half years. Nice. It's been some fun times. And so, oh, man, you were here a while before I found out you were here. Uh, you mean in the Chicagoland area? Or I mean, you were here. I mean, that th- this was the location for oh, the yeah, store. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you found out about us like year one or year two. So yeah, that's you've been so with us most of the time. Yeah, that's weird. I I I know your wife, co-owner Kathleen. Correct, We've co-owner, e- which co-owner. Uh, you should have specified earlier. Well, you're here. I'll I was d- introducing you. At okay, you. that's fine. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show. Yeah, I don't think she does. <laughs> <laughs> well, you barely listen to the show. You listen to the beginning. Make sure you got your I, commercial. I try and listen. I try. That's hard. I, I, I got a short car ride. So oh, there you go. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, we knew each other as teenagers, and then we sort of fell up, like, we we lost each other, and then Kathleen's friend Kathy found my sister on Facebook and said, "Is are you the sister of Dave? Because if he's out, and then she's like, oh, yeah, Kathleen has a store, a game store out in Gray's Lake, and I was like, what? no way, it's like 10 minutes from my house. So, of course, then I- And now we can't get rid of you. No, now here all the time. <laughs> a few more minutes, I'll be a stool. <laughs> but, um, so, dude, okay- What's it like running a gaming store? Um, it's neat. I have a day job, so it's not like I'm here all the time. The wife is running the day to day, and plus, you know, we have a couple yeah. employees. Right. Um, you know, it. I was. I thought I was a big gamer before this, and I realized I was only. I was only breaking the surface of the of the whole entire gaming world. Right. Uh, like, I, really, it introduced me to uh, miniature gaming. Before I was just doing board games and you know role playing stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's nice you get a wholesale discount on all your stuff, so you end <laughs> up 
getting more than you can handle as far as playing. Oh, that's um, why you've got such a nice uh, Infinity yeah, Army. Yeah, I have. I've got that. I've got a War 40K Army. I've got a Fantasy Army. I've got a War Machine up the wazoo. i got all kinds of stuff. And then, of course, you know, every demo board game is a board game for me. Okay. Oh, that, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, people are looking, hey, do you have a demo copy of this? Uh, no, I actually have that at home. I'll bring it back tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also gotten my wife into it a lot. Before, she was not a gamer at all. Um, she can't seem to crack the miniature gaming. It seems to, it's not, she'll play complex board games and we play a lot of different board games mm -hmm. and she's good at them. She wins half the time. It's not like, you know, just playing. Oh no, she's, yeah, no, she's, she but the, the miniature gaming seems to be just a little more than she's interested in, I would say. What if you built and painted her models for her? See, we tried that with Malifaux and it just she still wasn't getting into it. I don't know if it's the duration of gameplay or too much rules up front, but you know, some of the board games we play aren't rules light. So And that's the thing, yeah. I I, I just maybe it's just not her thing. I don't know. Might not be like I said. Heather play Heather like Heather will play Malifaux with me because she had the demos at Gen Con and she likes it. Right. But she's like, I won't play with unpainted models. And I'm like, Well, <laughs> here's your army. She's like, I'm not painting those. I told you when you started painting, them, I thought you were crazy. Yeah, that's my and problem so too. Is painting. Yeah. Yeah, I'm bad too. I'm just as bad. So, oh, so okay. Everybody always says, you know, hey, I want to open a game store because I could spend my whole time gaming. That's just not how it works. It is, it? is definitely not how no. it works. No. <laughs> There's a lot more going on. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. It's it's running a business like any other day to day operations. There's book work, plenty of book work to do, orders, uh, especially the gaming store because there's so much new stuff coming out and you work with so many multiple distributors. Right. So you really kind of have to keep on top of a lot of stuff. I mean, you can't just depend on one distributor to tell you everything that's coming out. Yeah. So, And you also uh, run those risks because you never know, especially with the, like the CCGs and stuff like that with the card games. You I've know. taken distributor advice and bought duds heavily and I've gone the opposite and now nah, I'm going to go light and it, I wish I had gotten more. It, you know, it's 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 a crapshoot on some stuff, but then it, there's well, the a lot of stuff if, you know is going right. to be good. Well, so. The thing is, if you go light, I mean, unless it's limited edition or something like that, you can oftentimes you, get. You more, might have you to know. wait like a month for another print run. Right, is basically it. Right, so. but it's it's almost better than holding the dud, isn't it? Though? It's better to sell out than have extra. Absolutely. Yep. So let me ask. Um, I know you guys do Friday Night Magic. Yes. And just. I always hear about games. It's like magic keeps the stores open. That's like what keeps the stores running. There are a lot of magic-centric stores, which is it's their bread and butter. It's maybe 90% of their sales. We're not that. We, we actually started out no magic or very little, um, and gradually as demand increased, you know, we increase our magic okay. share. I'd say it's about a third of our store as far as... Uh, you know, sales and events and everything like that. But we're still having the miniatures. We're still having the board games. Oh, yeah. And uh, <coughs> we're, I'd say we have a more of a family-friendly store. A lot of the magic stores are just kind of a straight-up clubhouse, you know. Oh, no. no you, yeah, this is definitely family-friendly. I can bring my nine-year-old here, and there's no never any concern. I never have to worry about anything. And, and I have to worry about myself more than I have to worry about the people in the store. Right, and that's what we wanted from the get-go. So right. and we've held to that, so... No, and you've got, I mean, people who listen to the show know you've got other things, too. I know Kathleen is, she's got, all, like, the Doctor Who figures. and you've Yeah, got yeah, your, absolutely. We're a Doctor Who destination for collectibles for that, too. And so Yeah, and you've got cool, you know, 
you've got the books and the incense and the the, the crystals and all those things that Kathleen's into. Right, That's we did. We we've, we've kind of phased them out in the store. We sell them a little bit online. We've got a little small online presence on like Amazon and stuff. But right. uh, uh, yeah, but it's still available. Sure, you know, absolutely. You I just and you've you recently you know, sort of changed the store around. You've opened up your gaming space even a little more. Yes, I just, it's, and it's mainly for miniature gaming. It was getting too cramped. If you want to put a four by six table in, it takes more space than you think. So. Oh yeah. So. Um, and you've got you've got like set up days now. You've got an infinity league running here. Yeah, we got league. We've got kind of a, every other Monday is our kind of infinity day in okay. a sense. But really, it ends up being especially when you're running leagues. You know, everybody can't show up on the same day, and so you end up exactly. The, it and having the bigger gaming space allows if there is something running like board game night or magic, there's at least table space to run like your infinity game off to the side or something like that too. Yeah, and th- that's cool. what we wanted to. So, yeah, that's, that's one of the nice things. I always know I come in here any night of the week, you'll find someone back here. Um, it, I know it's you pretty rare. Pathfinder, a lot of times on Saturdays, in fact, Correct. we bumped, I felt bad. We bumped the Pathfinder people. Oh, that's tonight. fine. We but bump the, it's a it's a weekend and they know that up front that right. it's gonna get bumped once in a while. But so. you've got D and D night. I know you come in, there's D and D's, there's guys there's guys playing the different Yep, mostly Pathfinder nights. Yep. Uh so a, a lot of nights we have multiple things going on. Monday is uh you know, Pathfinder, every other Monday is Pathfinder and uh Infinity. Infinity. Uh, the other ones is like uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, other things like that. So other role playing games. Right. Um, Tuesdays is yeah, War Machine fun, Night. War Machine <laughs> Night, right? Uh, and then again, you know, there's stuff always playing on the side. Uh, Wednesdays currently our kind of X Wing League is going on. X Wing's still pretty big here. Yeah. Uh, Heck, there's been more of that played today than anything else over here. Right. Thursdays are board game night. Did you see that Armada game they got going over? There? I know. I know. A lot of the X-Wing guys are into Armada, too. And the, oh that's one of the things. We we do the, a lot of the Fantasy Flight, you know, uh, organized tournaments. Right. Like the, uh, I forget what they call it, but it's like the pre-tournament to go to the bigger tournaments. We right, host the qualifiers. Those, yeah, yeah, the qualifiers. We host those a lot, too, for a lot of the Fantasy Flight games. Yeah. So. Dude, I mean, I'm looking over there, and they've got at least three of the box starters, and then they got two of those big... The new really big show. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, my God. it's it's X Wing on steroids, definitely. It's really cool. I, I play some X Wing, and I, I I haven't played lately, but Armada's. It's I gotta I've gotta make cuts somewhere. I can't play everything. I bought it. I still haven't even taken out of the shrink wrap, and I'm think I'm like keep looking at it. And I keep looking at it. It looks cool as hell. Looking at it, but yeah, I, I think is I have so much X Wing, and I don't play enough to justify how much X Wing I have. Exactly. You know, and, I, I get that way myself. And people are like, oh, I'll play with you. I know you'll play with me. I barely have time to to play Warhammer. And I'm a guy who saves all my gaming stuff, so it's oh, like yeah. I haven't played 40K in a while, but I still got the army up in the den in a pile. So Of course, of course. So you were here this morning. You had got in your league game for Infinity. I did. Now, what, what do you – you play Combined Army? I play – Combined Army is the um, one faction – and then inside each faction, they have what they call sectorials, which okay. is kind of more refined army. You get some perks. You can do things like link teams, which have perks within themselves. Right. So you get bonuses, and but then you're restricted to which, there's, uh, which units you can Sometimes take. there's less point costs for like special weapons and stuff like that, or like a leader might be a oh, little cool. cheaper. So, uh, But yeah, I play a Shizvasti sectorial, and they are kind of like an amphibious race. 
Yeah, it was. <laughs> I was sitting down. We we played last weekend at uh, at Ufinity. Yeah, and I'm like, I've never seen any of these models. And you're like, these guys have portable shields. They just walk around with this. Yeah, thing nano in front screens. Of them. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah good. it's basically like cover all the My time. My guys are. I usually have less models than the other guy because they're high on tech. Yeah. Uh, they do have a couple downfalls. They have no visors, which some of the visors let you see through smoke and stuff like that, which right. surprisingly you'd think a high-tech race would have that stuff, but they got to make cuts somewhere. We can't be perfect. Exactly. So, But they do other cool things where, like the drop troops, drop in in like a seed pod, and so the seed pod lands, and then you can spend a half order to pop out of that seed pod, and so then your troop pops out of that. If he doesn't, that seed pod sits there and acts like a mine. Okay. And so if somebody, you know, an enemy comes up close to it on his turn, it's still a seat pot. It can blast him. Jeez. So it's kind of a neat uh, visual. Yep. If, you know. Well, the thing is, once he goes out of it, that thing is a part of the still, you have to kill the pot. No, the too. pot's gone. He oh, pops okay. out of the pot. Oh, once he pops up, he's gone? Oh, so when we played, the guy never popped out of the pod. Uh, he may, I don't remember. He may not have. Well, because you're like, there's still this pod here. And I, I was like, I thought that was like a marker that somebody died there. He's like, no, that's a pod marker. I'm like, oh, that's yeah, like a lot of Yeah, sometimes points. like my, uh, they call them cheerleaders because you'll do the really cheap troops to get orders in your order pool for other guys to use. Right. And so if, if the seed is the best defensible position, you just leave them in the seed if you want. <laughs> so yeah. it's kind of defends defends itself, you know what I mean? It's crazy. That's the, that was that was some nuts stuff because I'm literally just playing. I'm playing the Pan Oceania, and it's just like yeah, yeah. Oh, these guys have pretty good. I, I never play those. I never play the heroes with all the good tech like in any of yeah, my yeah. Games. Pano has some good stuff too. Yeah, it was just a lot of fun. So that was such a great dude. You had you had just as good a time as I had. Yeah, it yeah. was a good time. It was definitely a good time. Yeah, I literally just yesterday released the episode where I had Chris on, and we were just talking about what he did and how much fun he had. I can't say enough about. You know, it's that. the players you play with too, and everybody who showed up was really cool. And yeah, you know, there's a couple guys that showed up that were, uh, you know, uh, not organized but rules guys for Total us. Total veterans who, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if we had some questions, they were right there to kind of answer some questions for us, too. So that was <laughs> really they, helpful. When they first came in, they're like, you're not going to play? He's like, nah, if we play, we would just win it all. And I, was <laughs> like, and I was like, well, that's pretty confident. And I was like, okay, whatever. For, you know, then I realized, oh, no, wait. These guys know what they're doing. Yeah, and they probably know a lot of the stat lines of your models, and you're sitting there they still did. looking at the sheet. You know what I mean? They so. were looking at stuff, and they were like, oh, that's your general, right? And I was like, yeah. Like, yeah, of course. Because they look yeah, at yeah, yeah, the yeah. table, they're like, yeah. Yeah, not anybody can be your lieutenant. You know, yeah, there was only they're looking guys. around. They're like, yeah, they're, they're, oh, it was so funny because they were just they were playing the game out in their heads without us. Like, you know, and like this is how this would go. I'm like, well, I mean, you know, a lot of the stat lines for fantasy guys, don't you? Right. Exactly. So the more you play, the more you know. You know, it was uh, it was just so weird to be. Oh, excuse me. Hold on. It's weird to be so so new at the game, and then the guys just walk in. And it was like. Don't leave. Stay here. We have lots of questions. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. That was so much fun. So, so far, not bad. Mid after mid afternoon, we're going to be having more people coming in later. They got some family stuff to do, but we got a lot of Armada going. We've got. Uh, yeah, I want to thank Mantic. They sent us some good stuff to give away. I'm letting you handle all that. Oh yeah, I've got the. That yeah, was got really the nice yeah. of them. We got Spruce. Spruce just about, if, dude. If we just hand out Spruce to everybody who who plays fantasy who shows up, we can still be handing out stuff. Oh, absolutely! Lots of cool little models. So, yeah, thank you very much to Mantic and to I know it was Joe, Joe Neat, I think, who sent it all out to us. Yeah, my wife contacted contacted him directly. Yeah, so. and so and uh, and like I said, later today they're going to have some of their uh, some of the guys who uh, 
some of the guys who do the demos for a lot of the other stores, the guys who play on Games Plus and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. coming up to do demos later, so. Very good. It's going to be an exciting time. I put all the Warhammer Fantasy on sale just for you guys. Yep, yep. It's, yeah, and hey, there's some blank spots in the wall there, so that's good. That's people good. People are picking them up. Now, some of those blank spots are my blank spots, but it's not all of them. <laughs> so people are buying stuff. So I won't. I won't tell anybody you bought anything. <laughs> Keep that quiet. We don't want your wife to find out or anything. Hey, it's forty percent off. That's you know that my wife. That's I. I could for once in my life turn up. I had to get it. It was on sale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she says that one, doesn't she? Exactly. So there yeah. you go. I got it. So if, I don't know if it'll work. It's one of those things you can't throw it back at me, but we'll see. But hey, man, thank you so much for letting us use your store today to be out here recording, to be out here doing stuff. Oh, absolutely. It's it's this is this is just awesome. I'm having a real blast and um, um just. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully before uh, before we're done today, maybe you and I can get get a quick game of something in too. Yeah, definitely. All right, cool. All right, folks. Um, I'll be back in a few with uh, some more people, some more gaming, and some more goings on uh, when we come back. That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice, and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted board and miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. Okay, we're back, and uh, we've been gaming all day, not recording as much as I probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm here with Alex Gonzalez. How's it going? Good. Thanks for coming on, Alex. Alex, you're one of the people who actually made it down today. Yeah, wouldn't miss it. Made it in for games day. We've been, uh, we've been gaming since 11 o'clock. It's now 8, so we've been <laughs> nine hours of gaming. Mm-hmm. Uh, got in only two games of AOS, but that included a meal, and I've been recording, and we've been f- kind of learning the rules and stuff. Yeah. So you're really all in on AOS. You're enjoying it. I love it. It's uh, I, I'm having a great time too. We 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 played a game, uh, a little uh, VC versus Orcs and Goblin action. It didn't end well for me, but <laughs> it's uh, learned learned that some new stuff playing, mm-hmm. getting getting a little better with the rules. I did learn that taking three hordes of forty zombies is a bad plan if you want to get the game done today. Yeah, it does take a little while to do that, but it's a different mechanic moving from skirmish to well block to skirmish right so it's just different and then i've been rebasing my green skins as we go and i had my orcs on those 32s so mm-hmm. they don't 
get nearly as many as attacks as they used to. So, well, once everything moves to twenty fives, yeah, even the one inch attacks, it's going to be hard. Twenty five, it's tough. Yeah, so it's just under an inch on the twenty fives. Right. Yeah, so you get basically that two ranks in, and that's it. But mm-hmm. uh, it's <laughs> so we had a another we had a big full table. We were mm-hmm. playing um, uh, Clash Comp. Yep, we wound up playing with uh, the four. Uh, the four objectives. Four objectives. And um, sort of, you know, we have a lot of terrain, so we're moving around all sorts of the place. Um, you had a giant. Yep. <laughs> Epic failed giant, but yeah. Yeah, there's, yeah. the zombies sort of swarmed him and uh, mm-hmm. and and got to him. 40 zombies is pretty brutal, especially with the corpse cart next to it. It's For those of you who don't know, 30 or more zombies in a unit, they're hitting and wounding on threes. And then you go in and you add in a corpse cart within nine inches, and it's a plus one to hit. Yeah. So twos by threes, I mean, I only had about 15 attacks on the giant, but... That's got, enough. Then you got the Van Hells off, so you get the second pile in and the second set of attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get the... Uh, the plus one attack from your general. The plus one attack from the general's uh, ability, so... 10 or 15 guys in became 30 attacks twice. Yeah. <laughs> Takes a giant down pretty quick, but I had the the fluff charge right before that because I rolled right. a double, so he fell over <laughs> and then promptly landed on some orcs and killed a few. So <laughs> it was one of those things that it's just like, yeah, it went wrong. Whatever. Now, I hadn't played against any greenskins, and it's weird because I just don't know any of the armies anymore. It's all new. Yeah. And uh, you're like, okay, so I'm going to shoot the Doom Diver at you. And at this point, it's just you just point and roll, mm-hmm. and you missed. And the first time you hit, and you did some, d- killed some zombies. And this time, you're going for the Far Gulf, mm-hmm. and you missed. And you're like, okay, pick any unit within ten inches. And on a what a four up, on I redirect four. onto them. I'm like, ten inches. I'm like, well, you can just redirect. No, you can't redirect back on your target. So that's the right. one thing you can't hit. It's one of those things that if you clump up, I'm going to make you pay for it potentially, but. It's still rolling to hit, and then it doesn't have a very good rend. It doesn't do a whole lot of damage, but it's just having that forcing you to decluster. Right. A lot of stuff is range synergy. Right, right. So um, that was <laughs> that was crazy. And okay, so what else? The the netters were nice. They uh yep. they get extra attacks mm-hmm. and they make it minus one to hit for me. Yeah, if you're in range of a goblin with a net you're minus one yeah to hit so i get in i'm like okay i'm gonna pull them off of there because i'm charging way off on the side so then in the pile in i can hope to try to get you mm-hmm. off of the objective marker because i want to try to that's you know there's this you know where i'm attacking and where i'm moving my guys in can pull you off an objective so that's what i'm trying to do i start to charge i get ready i roll the dice you're like wait 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 yeah, and you pull out the fanatics. I was like, "Oh no, what are they going to do?" Explain how they work again, because this is just—it's a weird unit. Um, you put them outside the unit, and then they get a charge before you move any of yours. And essentially, what that does is it prevents this unit that might have been all set to charge, and then all of a sudden, nope, I'm going to charge block you. Granted, they're no armor, one wound guys. But it then becomes, okay, that unit's no longer charging, and then if I let the Fanatics hit me, it's 3d6 attacks, d3 wounds a pop, ren 2. So it's just a lot of, like, oh, 
I should probably waste their activation to kill those fanatics, which then changes the board dynamic elsewhere. Right, because, yeah, if I'm attacking, I've got to make that my first attack. Otherwise, they're just... <laughs> when they hit, I was like, oh. Yeah. They, and I was lucky because you're three. I didn't realize it was 3d6, and you're like 3d6, and you rolled three twos. You're like, yeah. okay, six. I was like, oh. Yeah. Below average roll, but not a whole lot you can do about it. It still took off a lot of zombies. It yeah. still thinned out that horde from, from being just devastating to just being good. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, so that's that's sort of like my fun. I, I, I You know, if I could get those things, if I could get it down to moving them faster, mm-hmm. that's just pretty brutal. I mean, basically, uh, what I had, I had two necromancers, two vampire lords, two corpse carts, three units of... 40. 40 zombies. And uh, did I even have anything else? That's 12, 13. And a Vargulf. And a Vargulf, yeah. That was the whole army so i wanted to play with grant later and i took a no zombie army i did really good with that one too except against iron guts yeah. <laughs> iron guts are filth yeah they made most everything good like there's no real bad choices anymore and iron guts are really good and he, did he use their special ability which is down to the iron guts I they get like some once per game bonus where he gets either re-rolls or additional attacks or something silly. No, he didn't use that. Didn't need it. No, because he was, I mean, had units of like 20, and he's like, okay, and he does all these hits, and my guys don't have a lot of armor or no, no armor. He's got rend one. Well, almost everything on the table is a no armor save or a six-up armor save. So mm-hmm. it's like, all right, so I get no saves. And then the five-ups that I did have became six-ups, and it's like, all right, eight. Well, there's 20 guys in the unit, so... Mm-hmm. If I save two, I'll have two guys left. Yeah. Which you know then that's 18 wounds. That I, so they're just going to – the battle shock is going to take yeah. the rest of them off the table. Ugly. Yeah. Ugly little matches there. In fact, I was winning. Mm-hmm. I had if, – if Grant had – in fact, on the last turn, it was crazy. We, we were playing. He was wiping stuff out. Um, neither of us had really gotten – um, the uh, the the main objective. Basically, he's like, if if he does this charge mm-hmm. and makes the charge, it was an eight. He needed an eight. He could wipe out the hex wraiths, take that piece of terrain, and it was a sixteen four win. Yep. And uh, or he could just walk right into the forest, four inches behind him, and it was an eleven nine uh, win to him. Right. So he just walked into the forest to guarantee it because if he failed the charge. Now, if he failed the charge, it was a 16-4 win to me. I'm sorry. So he was just like, ah, oh, forget it. I'll take the 11-9 win. But it was down to that. because his, And his Iron Guts were the only things that killed anything. Mm-hmm. My my ghouls swarmed a stone uh, stone horn and killed it. Thunder Tusk came in against the Grave Guard. Nah, they took him out real quick. Yeah. Um, there was just, they had not, I mean, they were just devastating. Stuff. And then in came the Iron Guts. I mean, I, my ghouls killed his, uh, his, uh. His tyrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. My second game, I played against Lizardmen, and okay. he had a two-up armor save Temple Guard unit in a tree, and it's like, okay, that sucks, but apply Mangler Squig will travel. Yeah. Makes them hurt, because I think I did like 14 wounds to that unit with the Mangler Squig and a few others. That Mangler Squig is gross now. It is. It, it went from real. being a roly-poly terrain piece to 
Yeah. Murdered. I'll tell you what. If you can't shoot it off, though, it's that that thing is brutal. It used to be brutal. It used to be brutal, and it wasn't nearly the threat it is now. No. Yeah. Now it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, the only reason, the only time I was safe against it was if I played my VC, because then Chris would just move it off to a corner, mm-hmm. because I would just move my ethereals on top of it. Yeah. And I that that nope that don't even no. work anymore. It's like no, it's going to smash things and that's horribly. What it does, it's actually it's just beautiful. It really is how crazy it gets. So you're enjoying it. You're in. You're rebasing. You're doing the whole nine yards. Yep. Um, both of your armies rebasing them. Just the goblins right now. Just the goblins. But the the, the tomb kings are they're they're oh you know you want to rebase them. You have no idea. They're gonna look. So so good. I wanted to do the Tomb Kings first because okay. the ONG I had a lot more points of, and my initial thought was, you know, I'll rebase the smaller army first. Right. But it didn't happen. I couldn't get the basing to match my board because I didn't paint my display board. Oh, okay. So trying to get the thing to match right, um, it just didn't work out. So I'm rebasing the goblins and having a ton of fun. But the Tomb Kings I've been playing on a regular basis, and nobody wants to play me. Before, it was like people are like, Tomb Kings, yay, layup. Now it's like, no. Oh, no, they're brutal. They're, they're brutal. They are. They are. They're, they're a lot. They're a completely different th- army than what they were before because 8th edition, it was just a gun liner, bow liner, catapult liner, banishment line, whatever. But now it's I can throw my Necro Knights out there and be like, yeah, they're good. Have fun. Yeah, dude, I've got some. I've got like I've got six Necro uh, the Necro Knights that I have to build them. But I mean, now that we're playing, I'm just playing Death. Yeah, it's like I got a casket. I got some Necro Knights. I got rid of most of the other stuff. But it's like no, those are really no, those stupid are good. Really good. I'm not getting no. They're they're not going anywhere. They're staying. Yeah, the Necro Sphinx too has been between the snakes. The Carrion and uh, the Sphinx. Those have kind of been the shining stars that I've seen. Because the Carrion have a very unique ability. You can't do anything to them until they make their first charge. Okay. They have the old fly-high rules for those that remember from back then. So they just come creeping across the table. And you can move under them, but you can't do anything to them. So if you have a wizard or a war machine or something that's isolated, they will get to it, and there's nothing you can do to stop them. Yeah, no, it's they're they're t- they're really tough. The, it's just making everything that you want to do viable. Yeah, it's not about you have to take the power choices because everything's good now. Even night goblins. Yeah, every army's got viable combinations. You can mix up whatever you want. Um, you get the terrain. You get some. Well, I mean, I was talking with Grant, and I mean, he's probably going to come on hopefully later in the week and just talk about our game. But he was playing ogres, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's you know he, he he couldn't take the he only could take like two, two or three pieces of terrain. It's one of the reasons he had to wipe me out because he had to take more terrain, and he had to make sure that he had got me down to as few as he could take mm-hmm. to balance out the the thing. And he's like, I should just take bunches of ogres and iron guts. He's yeah. like, his stone horn, his uh, you know all those things. They're all good, but he's like, wow, I should just take a bunch of those things. Hey Grant, I'll give you a call. So maybe we'll maybe we'll get a little time in to talk about it. I'll call you. Hmm. Okay. But even taking lead belchers, they hit just as hard as ogres in combat, and they have a gun. Right. So <sighs> it's just it's so good. It's so good. So um, 
You're prepping up. You're going to Holy Wars, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, I cannot make it to Holy Wars. I got to go look up his comp because I think I want to run. I think we should like run in here. We could run a 12-man. Oh, yeah. Easy. Uh, you know, uh, a uh, primer. Mm-hmm. I'd like to. I know. I know they'd like me to run one. So I think. Yeah. I, I think we should run a twelve-man primer here. Yeah, it would be something. I mean, this is my first time using this comp system, so for me, it was a bit different. We've been doing a lot of SDK mm-hmm. out by me, and I don't know. It's a. I like it because I've played Malifaux before, so I like the pick and choose right. that you get with Malifaux. But it's a different way of doing things. I enjoyed the games. Like I've not had like my first game of AOS was bad. Like, it was legit awful, right? you start playing around with a little bit of comp system to add a little balance, little balance, and you play a scenario, and then it's like, no, I'm I'm done. This is the game. Yeah, and it, it's it, there's a lot to get used to. There there's, is. Uh, you have to forget a lot, because I'm using these models with this terrain, and I'm so used to what I've been doing, mm-hmm. and you get there, and you play, you have that mindset. I mean, even I was... Dude, you were you were pointing when I was playing with Grant. He attacked with one, and I attacked back with the same unit. He's like, "Why didn't you attack with these guys over here that you really needed to attack with?" And I was like, oh, "I totally forgot. I didn't mm-hmm. even think about it. You attacked, and I just I wasn't even thinking. I attacked back. Yeah. In fact, uh, twice in that game, I made really bad order of attack choices that cost me dearly. Mm-hmm. Um, going after to kill his Stonehorn because I knew the Stonehorn had a lot of attacks and would really hurt my ghouls. Yeah. But I forgot it only had one flip and wound left on it. So it was like I was guaranteed to kill it no matter mm-hmm. what it did. Uh, so I attacked with them first instead of the Blood Knights and his Iron Guts wiped. It did exactly five wounds. Which, which then, then becomes turned 15. 15. Which three wounds apiece took out, just popped the entire unit of Blood Knights who would have done a, quite a number. Oh, yeah. You know, Absolute murder. On, on them. You know, the, the rend one, you get the, on the charge, it turns the one, one wound into D3 wounds. I could have really hurt them. And then even then the fell bats in the back that were just there for an extra couple of wounds. Um, if something in combat by the, or something near them dies, mm-hmm. like they smell the blood and they go from three attacks apiece to six. <laughs> I mean, they're awesome. only they're only like hitting on fives and stuff. Yeah. But. They go. It's like, oh, they're vampire bats. Blood's been spilled. They come in and they. I mean, it goes from nine attacks to eighteen. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of little synergies. Like I totally didn't realize when I was playing with Grant. I took the vampire lord because the vampire lord's good, and I saw the uh, ghoul king, mm-hmm. and he's he's a little stronger. He yeah. moves a little faster, um, but I looked on his special ability. And he can only give that extra attack. That the, the vampire can give the extra attack to zombies, skeletons, ghoul, all just half the things on the board, mm-hmm. half the infantry. Uh, the ghoul king can only give it to ghouls. Yeah. And I'm like, well, why would I want to take him? I'm having more than ghouls in this list. And then I look down, and the ghouls have a special rule that if they're near the, if there's a ghoul king nearby, they can you can do extra stuff. And I'm like, up oh, synergy, damn it! Of course, yeah. taking ghouls, take a ghoul king. Mm-hmm. Take some crypt horrors, you know, all the stuff that, you know. Yeah. Just the stuff that makes sense to go together, like even night goblins. Like I have a unit of orcs, but I can't really do anything for those orcs because, like, Skarsnik's ability only affects night goblins. Right. So it's one of those things that you build your list and you build it with your synergies in mind, and it creates a lot more of a dynamic gaming aspect as opposed to. I'm just putting models down. 
So it's paying attention to the little things that make a lot of the difference in this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, and we were playing with the, with the comp, so we were playing the alternate turns. Mm-hmm. And getting that one extra turn really helped. Uh, one time I got the double turn. Yeah. And it really helped. Uh, you know, It slowed Grant down just enough because I think he really would have run the table with me. Right. And there's one or two small moves that he could have really run the table on me. Um, of course, I would have attacked earlier with different units. It might have been different. But um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's familiar mm-hmm. because of the models and because even though the settings changed, like there's some of these characters, I'm still using the same GW terrain. I've still got right. the same basic ideas. But it's completely new. Yeah. It's it's really I'm having such a good time with this. Harrison's mm-hmm. having a good time with it. You know, he said, Hey, can you buy me a sky cutter? I'm like, Why am I gonna buy you a sky cutter? <laughs> like, you don't paint your own models. Like, yeah, but I was having fun playing and I'm I'll use one if you get it for me because it's kind of cool in the army. Yeah. In the list I got I could use a sky cutter. I'm like, get out of here. Yeah. It's one of those things that you can just do all sorts of stuff and we've had a lot of guys that got out of the game during end times and then they're suddenly coming back in. Yep. And there are guys that, you know, said, you know what, forget this, we're not doing AOS, and then they suddenly try it. And it's like, hey, wait a minute, that wasn't so bad. Yep. I mean, we you know, we keep saying this over and over again. And there's some people who have left, and, they, and you know what, hey, if you found a game you like better. As long as you're happy. Yeah, play what you want. I mean, AOS is not for everybody. I was talking with a guy on the, on the Garage Hammer forums before they got totally hacked and are now gone. But uh, I was talking with him last night, and he's like, you know, he's, he never played. Mm-hmm. He never played, uh, but he really didn't think it was for him. And I was like, you know what? You, I, you know, he said that now in his, in his area, too, because other people had commented, said, you need to play the scenarios. You need to have a lot of terrain. Uh, the people in his area were still playing it with very sparse terrain and no scenarios. Yeah. And he's like, and no one's having fun with it. And he's like, and I can't find anyone to try it with me. And he, and he basically said, I don't like skirmish games. And that was his thing. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like skirmish games that much. Um, and if he is going to play a skirmish game, it, you know, he, it, I think I think he said he was, it was interested in Malifaux or something like that. But, yeah. But uh, for the most part, he wants to play. He, he got into war game because he liked the look of all the ranked up models. Right. And he's like, I just, I want ranked up models. I don't, you know, I'm like, you know, they were talking about skirmish. And he's like, well, it's, some guy's like, well, it's not that skirmishy. Granted, the models aren't ranked up, but mm-hmm. we've got 120 models on the table. He's like, it's not a skirmish level game. Yeah. And he's like, but you're still not on trays and you're moving about. And I just don't like how that looks. It really doesn't appeal to me. There's nothing about a game like this that I look forward to playing. Well, there you go. Now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those things that you understand what you like, what you don't. It's just at least give it a shot the way that it successfully gets played. Don't just write it off as, oh, you just push all the stuff in the middle, which if you do that, you know, it's fun, but at a point it's to grind and then it's like... Then you're just rolling dice. I roll sixes. Right. I, you know, roll sixes and win is, I mean, mm-hmm. that gets boring after all. Nobody wants to play that. Yeah, but if you play something where it's not necessarily about killing stuff, it's actually about movement and right. use of the table it suddenly becomes a completely different game than what we're used to playing. Well, we were even doing that. I mean, we were positioning our charges and our moves to mm-hmm. make sure to pull each other off of objectives or to open a lane for other guys to get down. Right. Um, 
I actually in one of my games was actually planning to if it had had things not gone my way before the actual choice there. I'm like I'm going to retreat. I think I'm actually going to retreat, pull some mm-hmm. guys back, open it up for someone else to do something and try to move these guys to a better position for a better combat. So there's just there's still so many things I haven't really done. Yeah, I've not played a lot with the retreat mechanic, um, although I probably should because I in our game I should have backed up with my orcs just to get them away from that Vargulf and the zombies, but then it becomes, okay, that frees up the Vargulf to go get my Doom Diver, which See, wasn't doing me any good anyway, but, you know. Right, and that's where having multiple units comes in, too, because then you... See, there's there's still a use for chaff. There's still a oh, use yeah. for throwing things in the way, because there's no overruns and things like that. No. So you've got blockers. You've got things. They're not necessarily redirectors, because there's no overrun to force them out of the way. Mm-hmm. But there's still a really use for chaff for defending and blocking up certain lanes and certain areas. Um, in fact, that's the thing that I find is with uh, having guys come in, um, I would like to bring in the fell bats mm-hmm. or even the bat swarms or anything that can move really fast. Yeah. Bring them in a few and the, try to get them in on, as a second unit on the charge. And if things are, if things really start going your way and you don't need them, retreat with them. Pull them out. Move to somewhere else, or if things if you if you seem to have it in hand, yeah, pull them out, get them out of the way. Um, and like I said, when I was getting beat, it was like if these guys last to the end of the round, I'm going to retreat with them. They can fly, so they can move pretty far. I'll get him to the other side of this thing. If he chooses to chase them back into his own territory, mm-hmm. then he's chasing down a unit and getting himself. He's choosing to pull himself away from the main battle to run these guys down. And yeah. and if not, it's so it's it's. It's weird because it's not exactly flee, because mm-hmm. flee used to just have to run like right. directly away. Here it's like no, I, as long as I wind up more than three inches away from any of your models, I just move my movement wherever I want. And flyers are moving ten, so I'm just like okay, yeah. right over, right away from you guys, around and out of the way. You want to move up all the way in charge? Great, you've just taken these guys out of the battle mm-hmm. in a five turn game, which is what we were playing. Right, taking them out of the battle for. You know, a, another turn or two. two turns, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's There's all that. And if not, then fine. I'll just take what's left. I've got enough wounds in here. I'll go take a terrain piece and or take an objective. and Be perfectly happy. Yeah. So there's, there's there was so much going on. Um, it seems, And it's funny. It seems like picking 30 pool choices and playing. This is what I like about the pool choices better than the points one. Yeah. Is that... The pool choices, I mean, 20 pool choices is not necessarily even as far as the points they figured out because I've taken two or three different 20 pool choice lists and plugged them into the SDK, and they've ranged from 1,200 points to 2,000. Right. You know, but it depends on what you're picking. I was picking hordes and hordes of zombies, so Mm -hmm. it's going to be really dirt cheap, but they also can be effective. What I like about it is those, those 10 choices where you get to... You're looking at your opponent going, okay, I don't need to take these things. This is something I need more of. Right. Um, I think that's I think that's great. I just love having more than I can play. Mm-hmm. So you get that extra game, The you know, the putting down your model. Okay, what did he put down? Okay, I'll put this down. Mm-hmm. Put that down. Yeah. Um, I went to a uh, AOS campaign event run by Chad Hansen and lacrosse a couple of weeks ago. Oh, we, where's that? Uh, Skull Bros were at that, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Rotor and uh, Ruins. But he did, you had uh, 750 points, but you had uh, 
sideboard of 250 that you could swap in or out in SDK. Okay. So so you had some option, but not a lot. And I think his uh, packet event is the same thing. It's 750, but you get a two 250-point sideboards. And so you get to pick from one or the other. But it's not just you have 500 points, pick 250. Yeah. It's a sideboard. Okay. Uh, How long did those games take you? Not long at all. I mean, we had some, with how it was set up, it started one-on-one, and then it turned into a three-on-one, and then a three-on-three. So, with how the map was, but we got, shoot, I don't know, four games in over the course of about eight hours. That's cool. Yeah. My games have been taking me with the 20 pool choices about three hours. People are rolling their eyes at me, but I got a lot of things to move, and I'm just still trying to make sure I've got all the rules right. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's not a lot of rules there, but you still got to make sure you don't – you still got to not cheat. I mean, you're still looking what what does each of my models do. You know, do I get a little bonus here, a bonus there? Yeah. Can I pile in? You know, the the movement and then the charging and then the piling in takes a little time. Um, I was a little quicker with – lot less models this time i you know my second list i had some other stuff in it but uh as i'm as i'm, I'm getting a little quicker as i'm playing more mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm glad that i'm getting in more games now with with more people than harrison yeah because i mean he's fun to play with harrison don't get me wrong but it was like when i used to just play with christopher and harrison before mm-hmm. i met people through the show it's like we were you know when there's only two people if you're screwing up you don't know nobody calls you on it you know right so it's nice to do that. So, hey, listen, let's take a little break. And uh, when we come back, uh, I wanted to talk to you uh, maybe a little bit about Adepticon since you're planning stuff. If you Yeah, can. we can talk about Adepticon. Cool. And then uh, also maybe uh, I think uh, we're going to have a, another coming up a, a game day, play and, play and record, do some live gaming sure. stuff going on. So, all right, we'll be back, folks. Okay. Unique Gifts and Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there. As well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night to Friday Night Magic, there's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. are back, back again, and uh, here again with Alex Gonzalez at Unique Gifts and Games, talking to a couple of gents from, uh, hey, were you, I didn't catch your guys' names. Dominic and 
James. Dominic and James drove all the way here from Indianapolis. There's no Gen Con this weekend. Why not? So they came all the <laughs> way down here to play. And I felt bad because I didn't get to play either of them, and I really wanted to play. And they came down with better painted. I think I hate them. They came no. down here and took they took my they took my baleful realm gates off my table and put up their nicely painted ones and took off my bare plastic. Uh that's just Dominic though. James I like. Dom- <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the rest of Dominic's stuff though? Oh no, his army is beautiful. His lizard men? Mm-hmm. That big li- oh he he paints better than I do too. I hate you. <laughs> a year. He's a been year. Pa- He's been painting for a year. That's not right. I've been painting for like nine. Yeah. And your stuff's better. Oh God! <laughs> well, woo! Yeah, it looks. Yeah, well, it looks like you paint. Yeah, that's a compliment. That folks, he just. Well, I probably paint faster than he does. There you go. Yeah. Some guys. Obviously, anybody nerve. who slops paint on models like that obviously paints quicker. At least there you. There's your plus. I'm just pulling this guy's chain. These guys have been really cool. And they went over to uh, Twisted Burger, which used to be Bulldogs and have half pound burgers. Oh, that's so heavenly. So okay, let's get back to it because I'm just <laughs> well, there's yeah. things going on around no, us. No, there's I'm a ton of distracted. Stuff. It's squirrel, but so um, all right. So Adepticon, yeah. So there will be Warhammer of some sort at Adepticon, right? Yeah, the official announcement should go out soon, and it should be out by the time that this podcast airs. Okay, um, the twenty fifth. The truth is, I want to get my rules for. Uh, the championship out because I want people to start playing with them. I want people to start getting feedback and getting used to them. With Clash okay. going into Holy Wars, we've had a lot more prep time. But um, for what we're doing, we're going to try something different. We're going to try the SDK system. Okay. Um, with a few other comps that we've been working on um, just to try it out, see if it's got merit. I think it does. So there will be comp. Yes. You're using SDK. Any idea how many points we're playing? Championship will be about 2,000 in SDK. Okay. So it's going to be, it feels, because we've been doing 1,500 initially, um, but it didn't feel quite right. It didn't have that grand scale game that we've all come to love. Okay. And I understand it's not, but 2,000 points gets that grand scale game. It gets a lot of the unique things in there. It lets you take all of the cool stuff, but not really sacrifice anything. Um, We've put in a few other restrictions similar to what... uh, Clash Comp was limits on number of characters, number of monsters, and war machines. Okay. Um, so a lot of that basic stuff is very similar to what Clash did. We're just going to try the SDK and see what we can get out of it. I think it's okay. got a lot of legs. Okay. Hey, I'm willing to try it. I, I, I mean, you know we've had our conversation. I'm more of a pool fan because I like the options of playing and putting out kind of what, you know, Having the extra choices and deciding on the fly as the game's unfolding what I'm going to actually put on the table. But I'll, hey, I'll try SDK. What do I care? Yeah, it's one of those things like SDK, I think, with a sideboard could do really well as well. Um, so it's one of those things that you just need to try new things. This is a brand new game for us, and we're trying to make it work for us. So let's try all these different things. Okay. So, I mean, do you have most of the rules hammered out? Can I ask questions? Yeah. If you don't know, just say I don't know. I'm just curious. No. Um, do ones always fail? Yeah. Okay. Uh, will you be rolling for turns at the top of every turn? You mean the alternating turn yes. roll off? Yeah. Yeah? Good. Excellent. Excellent. That creates the dynamic of the game. It creates those cinematic moments that really define this game more than the last edition of rules. And it really, it, it, you have to be cautious. You do. 
as the guy who gets the first turn, you have to play a little cautious. Guy who has the second turn can play a little more loosey-goosey because if he gets a double, it's awesome. If he doesn't, it's still alternating it's again. It's not that terrible. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just it, that that role is nerve-wracking every time. It is. It's one of those things that it can become you can compensate or you can blitz. It just really depends on how your army's built because getting the first turn – like the very first turn, it doesn't really benefit you that much unless you have a lot of guns, like a lot right. of war machines, because your other stuff won't have the range. Right. So you think about it, I can squeeze off two shots with war machines, or I can have more deployments on the field and better respond. Right. So I think there's a lot to just how you play this game, and it's just so different and... Yeah, no, there's I, I still I haven't figured it all out. And I'm really starting to realize that there's a lot going on here that uh that I'm just I'm still I I've just scratched the surface. I really have. I've yeah. just sort of scratched it and there's some cool stuff going on here. Um you know, I've I got this week again, I had three more people ask me if this was released from any other company. Would you have given it a shot? Would you have given it as much of a shot as you gave this one? And I'm uh, okay. I have to say this: th- th- that's the question is moot. Mm-hmm. It really is. You can say that, and I can say, "Well, no, probably not." Right. I probably wouldn't have because, but uh, you're also just handing me a system from a, a game from a different company that I don't have a track record with. That I there's did. no investment. Yeah, and it's not just the models. I mean, that's a part of it, but it was like. Yes, it's a brand new game, but it's still the fluff is is continuing from that old fluff. They're starting to unfold, and there's little ties back to that old game. There's all this stuff going on, so it's not something I can really compare. You know, right. if it was come out by another company, would you try? Yeah, but it didn't come out from another company. It came out from this company. You it's know? what I've got ten plus years with, or twenty plus years. And I like I you know I I was telling I was telling Cranky because Cranky's having real trouble still getting into this. Yeah, and uh, I said, look. I like Battlefleet Gothic. I like Blood Bowl. I like Epic. I like Necromunda. I like Mordheim. You know, um, I, when 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 Lord of the Rings first came out, I had fun with that. Yeah, I did too. You know, when it first came out, it was kind of a, a fun little game. Um, they haven't put out a game that I low. I mean, okay, Dreadfleet. It's a fun game, but it doesn't have a lot of replay. But value. that was a one-off, though. Yeah. That was a one-off. That was a high price tag one-off. That's I think that's what bit me the most on it. Yeah. Um, because I played it twice mm-hmm. with unpainted models, and I never bothered to paint them because it was like it didn't have the replay value. But for the most part, I mean, uh, I've you know what is I've got uh, Space Hulk. Yeah, I've got that is fun. I mean, that's got a lot of playability. Yeah, I mean, it's like so you know people say, well, why are you they haven't made too many games I don't like, so mm-hmm. of course I'm going to give this one to try and uh it's it's i'm just there's so much here yeah there's so much here for now you know we have to we have to work with it they Mm -hmm. gave us i mean they really only gave us a frame they only gave us this is a sandbox Mm -hmm. which is for for if you like sandboxes you know, I you know what I but I came from a I came from a, a role playing game background. I played all RPGs for years, and yes, there's tons and tons and tons of rules there. But if you play with certain, you know, I've I've had DMs who are just like, 
listen, we're not going to worry about the, the you know the 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 hard mechanics of the rules. We're going to play if you play your character right, if you make the story good. Right. I'll I will he he was the guy who yes, we can stick with the rules, but I will totally bend and make allowances for them if you make the story interesting. Right. It's the creative freedom that we've never had before with mm-hmm. um anything I've started playing in 6th and it was always very hard and fast limits of what you can and cannot do, what you should and should not take. And with this it's the creative freedom to tell the story more than any time that they've had it before. Right. Now, of course, for organized play, it makes it a little difficult. Which yeah, it, we, we've been comping Warhammer. We not we. I've you know Midwest. We've not needed to because we know how to play without comp. But this game, they're just like, no, you need to, you know, you do. <laughs> you need to. You need to figure out how you want to play it. But that's kind of the cool thing because you can do anything. You could play this out of the box. You could. You totally could. I mean, if you just want to play that way. And you're playing with your friends, and you just want to teach someone basics. I mean, I don't know anybody who wouldn't at least change the rule to me- measure from base to base. Okay. You yeah. Take, you take base to base measurement, and you play out of the box. You can play this game out of the box. You, I mean, you can. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you want to get someone and someone who you want to get them into it. You know, hey, look, it's simple. Right. Then you can easily, you know what, you know, they're doing more. Uh, competitively, you can't play it out of the box. There's no way. Not a chance. No. Not a chance. And most of us are used to playing at some sort of competitive level. Yeah, and it's just even coming from the background, because I was a total comp queen until 8th edition dropped. And once 8th edition dropped, I kind of backed off the comp train. But now... Well, that's true, because you used to play core comp, where you had to take, what, 40% 40% core. core. Yeah, and you, yeah, you did, you, you did a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of comp, and then yeah, and eighth you're like, I don't need it anymore. No, That's, you didn't. Core comp ended. That was like, it was, that was the my first GT mm-hmm. was the was uh, the October after eighth ed opened, and you're like halfway through the term, you're like, we don't even need to do this. This is the last. No. We're done. No, it was one of those things that, you know, it was one of those things that for eighth edition for what it was. It didn't need to happen so much until right at the end times. And you know what? With Adepticon last year, we definitely rolled a one. We really shouldn't have allowed end times, but that's where we thought the game was going. So it's... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, You've heard my opinion on, on oh, that. I, I was just I so... I was a bit salty after that, but that was no, no, all sorts of reasons. It was a lot more to it that we should have done better and that we will be doing better this year. So it's just this is the time that we can really do something about where we're going to go with this game. Let me ask you this, and I don't want to put you on the spot here. No, go, but, man. But I'm, I'm going to because, you know, you're my friend and you, you said it was okay. Um, with a lot of people going to other games. Yeah. And, I mean, a lot of people from the Warhammer community have gone to other games. There's, a, you know, there's obviously there's a, there's a Kings of War, there's a Clash of Kings stuff going on. Yep. Um, there's guys going and playing Saga, playing we around here. I know there's going to be a lot of guys signing up for Infinity. Mm-hmm. Um, are you concerned about the two day GT? I uh, am about the signups because obviously, if I can do two different tournaments over two different days for two other games I play, or I have to sign up and lock in for this for the for those couple of long days. I'm just. I mean, I, what do you? What's? It's one of those things that the dynamic that we've had with Adepticon throughout the years has been that two-day GT. And 
with the big systems, the flagship events, it's always been a two-day event. And it's one of those things that I would like to try it once with AOS to see if it's something that can be done and should be done. It's just that's what we're used to. And I want to create an environment that still has the same kind of warm, fuzzy feeling okay. that people can get behind. But if it doesn't work, it's one of those things that I'm definitely open to changing going forward. And at the end of last year, um, we kind of got the forewarning that everything was going to round bases. And it was kind of like, okay. How I still didn't believe it. I was so dumb. No. And it's one of those things that you don't need to rebase your stuff. But it's something that we want to try and see what we can do with it. It's just the championship has always kind of been one of those hallmarks. It's the same thing with a team tournament. Right. And everything else has been kind of ancillary. So we'll try the two-day event. Um, with an Adepticon, it is a completely different animal. But there are some people that are still going to want that two-day GT. And then there are a lot of people that want just the one-day event so they can do a whole bunch of stuff at Adepticon. And there's a ton of stuff to do at Adepticon, especially now that what was your secondary or tertiary game could have suddenly become your primary game. Right. So we're just going to try it out and see how it goes. It's something I'm not opposed to trying, but I want to try the one day, the two-day championship event this year. Sure. See how it goes. Sure. I'm yeah, I'm I'm starting to wonder. I'm I'm curious to see when Adepticon puts out the list of what's going on, how many actual places, how many different games are doing the two-day five-game events. I mean, and that, I'm not you know, I'm not picking. I'm not. No, no. I'm just. I. I don't know. I don't know what Kings of War is doing. And I know a lot of these other games are just these like one day, three or four round events. I'm wondering if that's the way things are moving. And you know, we don't know. Yeah. And, and like you said, you're going with what we've done before, mm-hmm. which which is which is fine. Um, like I said, I, so I just I wanted to ask about that because I didn't know if you know what you thought signups would be like or what would would happen with that. I don't necessarily think it's going to be bad because we're going to have a two-day event. I think it may struggle because a lot of people are kind of snake bit by GW with the change. And you know what? I get it. I oh, do yeah. get it. Because before, when AOS first came out, uh, John Wenger and I sat in my living room with a frosty beverage going through nice. all the War Scrolls and looking for the silly stuff that quote-unquote ruined the game took all the integrity out of it the whole you have to pretend to ride an invisible horse and then talk to it if you're marius leetdorf or all the varying things i had that rage moment when it first came out and then it suddenly became you know what just let it go i really am more upset that they blew up the old world than they changed the rules because all that fluff because i have entire storage tubs of books from the old world, like all the Black Library, I was a total Black Library junkie. Yep, and now it's gone. Hey, how many people have armies based on regions that don't exist? I have one. Uh, I mean, how many? Especially Empire. Oh yeah, all the different provinces, the you know, all that stuff. Right. So there's a lot of stuff that was once there is now gone. But it's a whole new game, and. It's just one of the things we have to adjust our thinking on it. See, I thought it was funny because the one thing that didn't bug me, and I know people, I drive people nuts because I'm a fanboy, so shut up anyway, but um, the, the, the stupid rules. And yeah. th- they're stupid rules. They are. They didn't bother me a bit because I just looked at them and said, the same thing I said when AOS came out, just say you don't have to do them. You know, yeah. it's just like, 
Okay, so you don't have to march. You don't have to d- pretend you're a beard. You know, I know that Clash, I think, gave it to him initially on a five up. There's a you couple know? of guys that can break that, like Greasus, his command ability. Well, they banned Greasus' ability altogether after the first one because that's one, stupid. It's one of those things that I didn't change for Adepticon. I left it as is because your opponent has to agree to it. So they could just say no to Greasus and no means no. Oh, yeah. So it's and a choice. Is, what exactly are you going to bribe me with that's going to make me just toss the game to you? I suppose. Hey, you know, I, I honestly, if I'm th- game three, game four, not doing that great, if someone offered, hey, I'll buy you, I'll, hey, I'll buy, I'll buy you a meal if you just let me take this unit because I'll totally win the game with it. Eh, maybe I'd do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I guess I guess it depends on the bribe, you know? Yeah. But I don't know. It's just that they're dumb things. You know, if you talk to man, okay, I realized it's because I went to the VC first. I realized it was all a joke, and it really was. I think the guys at GW were having a laugh, and mm-hmm. not at our expense. I honestly think the guys thought, yeah, these, you know, they'll, they'll, I mean, if Manfred talks, not if, Man, if, Car- if Conrad talks back to you, if the model talks back, you get a bonus. Well, since that is impossible in reality land. Yeah. Okay. They're, they're having a laugh. Mm-hmm. You're just going to let your guy have it, you know. And be done with it. What or make it a What if you're playing a woman? It's impossible for her to have a mustache. That's a sexist rule. Seriously. Or what if you can't grow facial hair for work? Yeah. Or exactly. even with the dwarves, like if you have a bigger, impressive, more impressive beard with your BSB, you get rerolls. But if you have craggy and you're younger than your opponent, you get a reroll or something. How does that even work so if you take that silly stuff out or neutralize it effectively what what left do you have to complain about it's not the rank and flank game okay i'll give you that if that's what you want as a game more power to you but this game as a whole is just so rife with opportunity to do so many different things and i was uh, i mean okay i love the look of rank and flank and i think i was my biggest thing is I got I always got salty about it because a 40k was round bases and got more attention and more love mm-hmm. and they uh, they also got on um, the crossover armies they're the ones that got you know like they didn't care if your blood letters couldn't rank up mm-hmm. which your blood letters can't rank up you have to build no. them I literally built them and numbered them. And the only way I got them to work was by lining them up, and I have swords going for the under the you know under the guy in front of him's arm and stuff like that to make it fit. Right. And so yeah, you'd get mad. You know, square bases are better. Round bases suck. You guys suck. You get all this. Uh, you know, I'm putting them on these round bases. My God, my models look so nice. Yeah, it's one of those things that it makes them less of that disorganized mob of non-unique models suddenly they are all individual models you put so much time and effort into them and then you bury them in a block so a lot of that uniqueness of the modeling you don't get on a square when you put it in the block but on rounds it makes them i don't know it makes them more individual makes it more important more of you feel like it's a better investment for your dollar instead of oh i've got you know 30 guys but i'll only ever get to use X many of them, and then some guys are just there to ride trays until I pull them off. Exactly. And it's, you know, I mean, and like I said, don't get me wrong. I like playing that game. I like playing with rank and flank, and it did look cool. It did. But this looks cool, too, and there's really nothing. I got no, I got nothing wrong with it. I'm happy 
with what I'm doing here. I'm I'm really feeling like I'm finally happy with this. Like, okay, I'm in. Yeah. The bipolar days are they're almost non-existent with me. I know you had talked about them with the last that they're kind of going away, but they're, they were there really oh, sure. hard. Oh, sure. Um they're pretty gone for me too. Um even though, like I said, I mean, outside of days like this where I'm setting stuff up, you know, I don't have anyone to play. Yeah. Uh, everyone around here, everyone has gone to infinity. It was nice to get a game in with Grant today, and he seemed to have fun. So I'm hoping, because even he admitted, he goes, there's more here than. It's four pages of rules until you actually play the game. Yeah. And it's just a matter of being willing to try it and actually play in a scenario, play in a comped environment, and just play the game and actually give it a fair shake. So there's just so much you can do with it. I've never like since Wapaka like my hobby motivation's been gone. I don't okay. know about you. Yeah. It's just it's been gone and then suddenly AOS comes out, look at it, laugh at it, play it, love it. Now all I want to do is play AOS and I play pretty regularly. I play like once or twice a week. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm constantly looking to see if I can get a game in and and trying to schedule things so I can get games in because that's you know that's where it's at and it's and it's so much fun because I'm setting up games with guys I know so it's like well what do you want to do I don't know let's try this mm-hmm. and we're all playing out scenarios and now with the new book they've got actually specialized rules if you're playing in certain realms yeah which is is very cool it's yeah very cool so. You know they have uh, if you're playing in the in the in the in the land of in the fire realm, they've got the geysers. The yeah, I just played that with Dominic earlier, and that's crazy, man. Yeah, suddenly things are going off, blowing up, killing people left and right. Like, wait, what? And it's just they're adding all this stuff in, and that's where the fun's coming in. Because, I mean, if you listen to this show, you heard me and Chris Yu going through narrative campaigns every couple of games. We had a name, and this linked into that. Th- those are the most fun games. The, right. when we all got together and played Triumph and Treachery. Mm-hmm. It's, those are the fun games. Why? Because we're doing something that we're not used to doing. Right. And this game is just so fresh, and everyone is back on the same level. It's not about, you know, I have this, this, and this, so I automatically win, and I'm a better player than you because we're all the same level again. And Right. Like, I have one girl in my local shop... She's an absolute doll, but she never played Ace. She never really grasped onto how the system works. But now I'm on the same level she is. And the last time we played, she almost bumped me off because everyone's the same again. It doesn't matter anymore. It's just about playing games, having fun. You can be real competitive with AOS. You can be real fluffy with AOS. So... I don't know. I've really enjoyed every game I've played, um, even the ones where I'm getting my teeth kicked in, because it's just it's sure. so fun. Sure. Exactly. And the simplicity is when people were coming up and watching, they got it. Yeah. That was what was cool. They could see it. I was like, what are you, okay, this is what this is how it works. It's this is not what you get. overwhelming anymore. No. no. Um, yeah, there's, there's a couple of kinks to work out here and there. Yeah. But um, for the most part, I, yeah, you, you and I are on the same boat. We're having a blast. I'm looking forward to seeing when the schedules go up, what time I can, when I can get to Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Still in Schaumburg this year? Yeah, we're still at the Marriott. 
Um, I believe we're still going to be in the same room, but it's going to be one of those things that, you know, there was even a petition on change.org or something for Adepticon to stay 8th edition or whatever. And it's one of those things, you know, understand, I love AOS, but that doesn't mean I'm an idiot. So we will still have 8th edition at Adepticon because that's what part of the community wants. Okay. So I'm not stupid. I'm not going to just... So there's going to be some 8th edition yeah. events at Adepticon. Oh, okay, good. So the Big Brawl, the 3K tournament, will still be 8th edition um, to let people... Play out their toys. I don't think we're going to do the end times again. Um, don't, don't do the end times no, again. No, no intention. So it's just to do, let people play with their toys again, but you know, I don't want to completely isolate that part of the community. Right. So that's what this is about. This is about the community. We all have this investment in these models in these and in the people, more importantly. And that's my goal, is to try to keep people together. And, you know, I know people are going to go their own way, but... This is what we all have one communal investment in, is Games Workshop in fantasy. So let's try to make it work and give it a fair shake. Cool. All right, Alex, um, we're going we're gonna to stop here. We're going to wrap up, actually, because the store is closing in about 10 minutes, and I need to start packing all the equipment up. But, um, hey, you've been here the whole day with me, the whole 10 hours. We got yeah. some games in. We talking to other people, had some lunch. Thanks for coming out. Yeah, if I can do one cheap pop. Please um, do. The second weekend of November uh, after uh, WCW, which I'll be there doing uh, AOS. So, um, but the second weekend in Indianapolis, it'll be Indie Warcon uh, being put on by the wonderful folks that run Gamers, G-A-M-E-R-Z. Okay. Um, they're doing a miniature gaming convention, uh, small scale at the Indianapolis Convention Center. Okay. Um, I'll be running a... Uh, 2500 point 8th edition classic tournament there so if you can please come on out and uh, come out and support us we got room for about 30 people so it'll be small but it's Indianapolis and if you've never been to Indy it's a great place to visit lots of stuff to do and there'll be other stuff I know um, he's going to have some dust warfare he's going to have 40k he's going to have a lot of the stuff that we're going to see just on a smaller scale and then we'll be doing AOS there too, uh, just trying stuff out. But yeah, we've got that going on. And I'm trying to think what else for the cheap pops, because you know you gotta love those. So, <laughs> and then uh, WCW, if you want to try the different uh, rules that we're going to be doing for Adapticon, they're going to be one of our primer events. They're going to give it a fair legit shot. Uh, smaller points, but the AOS event still has plenty of room. Uh, so come on out, please give it a shot. It'll be a lot of fun. Um, I know the like most of the Screw City guys. Um, we've all gone in on it, and a lot of people are initially resistant, and now it's time. So please come out, give it a shot. We would really love to see you. There you go. Excellent, fantastic. That's what we need. So all right, so folks, we're gonna be back. Uh, I got uh, my friend Luke is coming on. They've been playing a lot of. Uh, Star Wars Armada today. So, yeah, um, I saw that. <sighs> they, uh, you know what is funny? I, I I'm having Luke come on. Luke had to go. He's going to come on. We're going to record this part later and add it in. Um, I heard the guys saying first they were playing they were playing X Wing. Yeah, and then they pulled out Armada, and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. And they said if X Wing is like checkers, then Armada's chess. They're Armada like, is they're so different. Yeah, and I, it looked 
so cool. And I own one set of it, and mm-hmm. I haven't even opened it yet. And it's one of those things where I keep looking at it, and it's like, they, but they were playing. They had about, between the two of them, they had about three starter sets and then two of the really, the the, the, the slightly bigger ships out there, too, with it. And I was yeah. just like, oh, It's wow. cool to see when you see it on the table where you get the little swarms of fighters and the big capital ships. I've never been a capital ship guy, but it was fun. I've done a few games of Armada, and oh, have it's you? worth trying out. Yeah, It is that good. It's good. I play X-Wing a lot more than I play Armada, um, but I'm used to the dogfight. So for me, it's if you've not played either, one plays one way and the other plays completely different. So a lot of people, when they first came out with it, it's like, well, is it the same thing, just big ships? It's like, no, 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 no. It is a completely different game. No, I saw it at Gen Con. I was like, wow, this is way different. This is something completely different. Mm-hmm. So. All right, cool. Well, Alex, once again, thanks for coming on. Thank and you folks, for having me. Hey, anytime you want to come on. You know, man. I know, I know. All right, so folks, we will be Folks, it's Dave. Are you looking for that special model to add to your army? A monstrous creature or maybe a character model? Something unusual that not everybody else is fielding on their table? Well, then you should check out Mierce Miniatures at MierceMiniatures.com. Their Darklands line is full of some of the most fantastic creature models you'll ever see. And with the success of their recent Kickstarter, those models will be perfect for you to play in their forthcoming Darklands game. So whether you're looking for a new skirmish level game to play with lots of cool monstrous creatures, or you're just looking for that extra special model to add to your existing games line, Mears Miniatures is really worth your time. Check them out at Mears-Miniatures.com and seriously guys, you'll be glad you did. Dave, love you man, it's Nickel. I feel like this is like a swan song call, but, uh, hey, hey, actually, you know what, you know what, I'm sorry, I'm going to do one, I'm going to do numbers. So, number one, I would like to get on your show, Talk Masters, because you used to be a Masters dude, but you're not anymore, but you could still talk to me. Um, B, wait, no, I'm doing numbers. Two, um, North Star's awesome, and we have a lot of fun guys here. Uh, and we really wish you were here. Like, we really wish you were here. We really wish Grant better was here. We really wish Chris was here. We really wish all of you guys are here. We miss you. We honestly miss you. Um, three. No, C. C. No, three. Three. Um, three is that, honestly, keep up what you're doing, man. Like, honestly, you guys are doing a great job. You specifically, Dave, are doing a great job of keeping this podcast going. Uh, we love the positive attitude that you bring. We love what you bring to the table every month, every two weeks, whatever it is. Um, and honestly, four, keep the age of Sigmar going, man. I mean, after North Star, I'm rebasing my demon. And I 
I think it's because of Age of Sigmar. But it's probably because of 40K. But anyway, love you, man. Peace out. Tschüss. I'll be the same. Hasta luego. Uh, goodbye. And we are back. And, um, okay, we're not actually at UGG right now because, um, well, we couldn't keep recording. They had to close. But so I brought on a couple people who uh, who were there with us playing. And right now we're on the line with Handsome Man Grant Fetter. Hey, hey, hey. So what's going know. on, man? Hey, hey. I, I, I'm trying for some trademark, like, hey, I'm on Garage Hammer again, and it just never works out. I it's, don't. But you always do hey, hey, hey. That's like your <laughs> thing, because you always go to hey, hey, hey. Oh, gosh. Yeah, and I, I just, I can't go back to the, uh, the, the and I came, yo, because uh, Cranky's going to. Um, <laughs> He's going to come after <laughs> you if fit. you keep yeah. that up, yeah. Oh boy! So Grant, you were um, you were there, uh, and thanks for coming to Tabletop Gaming Day over at UGG. Um, Wouldn't miss it for the world, Dave. <laughs> thank you. And uh, <laughs> so we were there playing, and hey, and um, you had brought your ogre army. So we we uh, I showed you the uh, clash comp, and you sort of gave it a quick glance, and then wrote up a wrote up a list. And so we played some undead against the ogres. We haven't let's played take, let's take it back even further. So, okay. um, let's take it back way further. We're going let's way back, back to, people. To, Get to, to in the way back machine. So, I was one of the people who kind of went through the seven stages of depression or, or whatever that is when. Warhammer went away and Age of Sigmar was born. And so, you know, I went through the anger, I hated it, and then I accepted it, and and all sorts of different emotions in between those. And so ever since then, uh, Dave, you and I have been trying to get a game. Yep. So that's kind of the background on, we. what is that, three, four months now since everything's changed? Yeah. And uh, well, you know, I know the first one to... really you're like I don't want to try it I don't really want to do it and then you're like oh you know what maybe I'll do it and then you're like okay let's have a game so for the past like month and a half we've been trying to schedule this and I played a couple of games with uh, some guys one night we got together and we said you know what let's just give it a whirl and so we tried playing it and it was fun but we didn't know or I didn't know at least what was fun about it was it was it the game that was fun? Was it learning new things that was fun? Was it just the fact that we're all taking it really lighthearted because we, you know, we we were almost kind of doing that game night out of spite of itself. We were just saying, <laughs> yeah, let's let's play this game that GW is putting all this money into, and let's let's go ahead and just do that. What Games Workshop wants us to do, and you know, we were just throwing people into battles just to see what would happen, and we weren't taking it seriously like a game at all. But that in itself 
was something kind of beautiful. You know, it, it, it takes the, <laughs> you know, all of us there were very serious. It was four of us. It was myself, Chris Walker, Tyler Harshi, and Chris Kuzminoff. And, and all of us are, are pretty competitive bros. Um, I don't think any of us would deny it. And so to have all four of us really competitive bros, they're hanging out and, and BSing and laughing because things are dying left and right. And, you know, even Chris, who um, doesn't always take losing the best, I mean, he <laughs> he he got his force wiped off on the you know by I think the top of turn two, and really wasn't that sour about it. And and I think it's because he doesn't have the investment in Age of Sigmar. So that's really my background with Age of Sigmar leading up. That's it. That's the only experience I had with it up until we finally got to play our game. And I don't mean to hijack this whole segment. No, go ahead, man. Go ahead. I think it's important to talk about that before this because I'm going to talk about my feelings during and then my feelings afterwards. Because for some strange reason, feelings have a large part of this for me. (laughs) Okay. We're going to to have a touchy-feely segment here, Dave. Well, you and I have talked about this a couple times. You talked about it when the rumors first came out, when we first saw the, you know, what the rules were going to be, and uh, we had a couple conversations about this. And, yeah, uh, there, there was a lot of rage and hate, and uh, I don't want to get into that because everybody's, yeah. everybody's beat that that horse dead. Completely. Exactly. And but you know, I, I will talk about. I mean, there 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 was some some real feelings there that like, like I, I felt hurt, you know, I felt hurt by GW and I felt after 25 years and putting my time towards the game and running, I mean, I, you know, I, I run blood in the sun, a giant game centered or a giant event centered around this game. I mean, my life is invested in this game for 25 years and then it's gone and it's this emptiness and there, there are feelings that go with that. So, um, that's why I, uh, it's very, very up and down <laughs> about the, the whole thing. And then there was age of Sigmar and we, we played some age of Sigmar. So go ahead and keep, keep setting up our game of age of Sigmar. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, um, you know, you went through the comp, I was kind of reading you the, the, you know, the rules and the, uh, you know, the FAQ, the adjustments they'd made. And so you sat down and you're like, I'm just going to take a bunch of stuff. And so you wrote up like a 30 uh, pool list. And um, it's 30, you can take 20. So you can kind of see what your opponent's putting out. And then- right. So from what I understand, and I, I, again, I, I'm not 100% sure I did it right, but it's you, you can bring a list of 30. And then right. based on what your opponent puts out, you can kind of pick and choose within that 30. So, you know, he puts something that's susceptible to missile fire. So maybe I put down one of my missile troop units, you know, right. so you could kind of do that and, and you could pick and choose between. It's almost like you have a sidebar. Yeah. It, it's it, a game within the game. It's like you start placing things, looking at what your opponent's got and thinking, what can I, what's going to be good in my list to counter it? Unfortunately, it doesn't work that well when you don't know anything about any of the other units. But well, see, and honestly, that's why I mean, like, I had written up a list of thirty, like, on a list, but I only pulled out the twenty pool points I was going to use when I was setting up because I'm like, yep. I don't know what Grant's putting out. I don't know what any of it does. I heard it's kind of brutal. I want to see what this does, and so yep. I was just like playing to practice. I the game before I had played a zombie necromancer corpse cart, like you know swarm army there were yep. so many models to move that it took like extra long so i was like i want to try something different yep so um 
Now you came in. You had, you had a, okay. You had the Stonehorn and the Thunder Tusk. You had, and this is what was on the board. Like the sideboard, I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. But yep. so you had that. You had a unit of what was it? Six Iron Guts. Right. And another unit of three Iron Guts. Uh, three just ogres. Or three just ogres. Okay. Yep. Uh, a tyrant. Uh, fire belly. A fire belly. Um, I think. Was there trolls? There was a. I had a. I had a gorger. A gorger. I think that's it. It wasn't a large list. I mean, it was pretty. I would equate it to about twelve hundred to fifteen hundred points of war of of eighth edition. If you want to relate it, even though you you can't relate it at all, but if you about the size of the game, the number of figures for me was about twelve hundred points. Which is funny because I was putting that stuff up on the that you know that got that website that does the pool choices and it also does the points. Okay. And like, you know, you got the letters. It's like SDK. Or yeah. Something like, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. And, uh, like I put my first list up under there and it was about 1200 points. My, my first, uh, VC list. Now I, I changed it up with you. So this time I'm like, okay, I'll take, I took 40 ghouls, uh, 20, oh. uh, black, uh, uh, yeah, black guard. Okay. Uh, what else? I had a Vargolf. I had three fell bats. Three spirit hosts. The you know each the units are size three now, um, and then um, what else did I have? I had a vampire, two necromancers, and oh five uh, five hex rates and five blood knights. You know something about the unit sizes that you know that's really just done by the clash comp, right? That the unit sizes you can take three and it equals like one point five pool choices, right? That that's there's nothing else that divides it into three is there or there's a minimum unit of three what do you mean um yeah i mean you got to follow the the minimum unit size listed in the book okay okay yeah, a spirit host minimum size for the unit is three models but, but i think the clash comp really um rewards you for taking the exact multiple right because if you take right. if, if you take if you're going to take five you might as well take six because it it's the same really exactly. for you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, so you the, really are buying it in those multiples, but I think it's good that, that most of that, that I see is actually the box size as well. So you get, you get, you know, three of the, the bar guys, that's how many come in a box. So I want to move up to the next clash comp, you know, arena. I just buy another box. So right. yeah, yeah. I, I like how that works. That seems pretty convenient actually. And so, that, those were our lists. We had a bunch of terrain. We uh, we wound up with the grab terrain scenario. So, um, and there's there's a bunch of little side rules in Clash Comp. We don't have to go into the long and short of the comp, but you know, capturing terrain, you have to have five models in a unit. Um, so you were actually really low on. Yeah, on units that could capture, and I even tried to take that into consideration a little bit, but. Uh-huh. Um, I just didn't. I, I ran out of points. I, I wanted to take the Thunder Tusk and the and the Stone Horn, and and that ate up ten of my choices right there. Right. <laughs> so that yeah, they're they're pretty um, they're pretty brutal. But I, I don't know if I would take both of them again because that ate up like half of my army. Just those two. So yeah, I didn't have a lot of units that could grab the terrain. Right, and. Uh... Yeah, I'm th- I'm just right now thinking how many units did you have that could grab train? Did you have one other unit? Two. Yeah, two. Two, I think. Yeah. It was the the ogres 
and the iron guts, and that's it. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. So uh, basically, we have you know the trains out, and we went through the thing, and um, we did all the secondary objectives because that we was kind of fun. We didn't do funky terrain though. Uh, everything that we did, we just we just said, you know what, it's all going to be pretty much mundane terrain, right? But it's still going to give you the the what is it, the plus to your right. Well, that we we were just following the compact because they were, you know, like I said, it was the first AOS tournament. It had just come out, and so they had just said all terrain is normal terrain. Oh, okay. So as we, I was just following the compact, and I know uh, I don't know if Holy Wars is following it exactly or what it's doing, but that's the next compact I'm going to be grabbing because I'm thinking of doing a, a uh, at UGG if there's time a um. What the hell do you call it? A little practice tournament, a uh, primer. Oh, primer. Oh, yeah. okay. Sticking to doing a primer uh, over at UGG, a small one for uh, Holy Wars. Okay. So I know they. I know that Herner's changed a few things. So I need to check what he changed. I don't know what's going on with summoning, or if you can, if you can go with the uh, with the f- four factions instead of just straight armies. Because I mean, the, the 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 rules pack was a little restrictive on certain things, just because nobody knew how to comp it. So they said, let's just leave it out. Yep. Yep. But um, okay, so we lined up and we were playing. So, what what do you what were your initial thoughts as as we're playing? I mean, you know, the gist of the game. You sort of brought your stuff up, and I and I did the same. Neither of us had a lot of shooting, so um, my my ghouls swarmed over that uh, stone horn. Yeah. So the first couple things that I noticed and really realized right away is that characters aren't safe in units anymore um i really wish that that's something that they change i I really think that that needs to be different i I think you need to be able to get some sort of a a cover or lookout sir or something if you are in within range of a unit because uh, it, it just leaves them so susceptible because you could pick out whoever you want and you can shoot it whoever you want. And I know that's a part of this game now, but I, I really wish it wasn't a, a part of this game is feeling like you're the general. I think that's one thing that I do miss from eighth edition or whatever, you know, feeling like you're the general and you're in command of this army and you know, you're that guy on the tabletop commanding your army. Mm-hmm. And if that guy just dies right away, then it's like, well, okay. <laughs> you well, know, you, yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's just something that I wish was different about us. So that's something that I noticed right away. And then, um, oh man, that uh, that Stonehorn. I, I just did kind of a let's push it forward and see what it does. Or, oh, let's go after it. He's <laughs> nasty. He's gonna, yeah, he's, he's going to stomp on him. But holy cow, your synergy with your vampire and your ghouls and then the necromancer all stacking together on those yep. ghouls. Oh my God. Oh my God! Well, yeah, the um, ghouls—if there's over thirty in the unit, they get an extra, t- or over twenty in the unit, they get an extra attack. So I had—I think I had thirty in the unit only. But if it was over in, twenty, they get an extra attack. So I'm like, okay. So I, you know, I had that. So they were getting—they went from two attacks to three attacks. In the nicest way I can possibly say it, you were rolling a very annoying amount of dice <laughs> against <laughs> the stone horn. You know, it was to the point of like, Oh my God. Okay. Wow. You know, you, let's scoop up this. You know, we thought eighth edition was bad for rolling tons I of dice. I mean, three you, to four attacks you, per guy. I had 17 guy on guys on you. <laughs> Whatever. And so, and then ridiculous. what drove you nuts was when I got the Van Hells off on them. So they got the second pile in and second set of attacks. Yeah. So they attack, and then you go back, and then it's like, oh, they attack again. And it's just like I was, I was seriously rolling like forty dice. 
And of course, Dave's not using the cube dice. He's using the big dice, so the garage hammer <laughs> dice. So it's like, here's my big, you know, meat hooks full of yep. dice. I mean, I'm holding them up against me as I'm kind of <laughs> scooping them into my hand. It's like, here we go. I'm like, I don't. Should I just take the stone horn off? I, I think we probably would. The final round, I, <laughs> I, I was like, you know what? That I got one wound left. There's no. There, there's just no chance. So um, that's. The second thing I noticed, I think the third big thing, and, and we could talk more and delve into it, but the third other thing that I really came out of the game realizing is that the um, iron cuts are freaking. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, they were awesome. <laughs> there, there's still a lot of that needs cleaning up. I mean, there, there uh, a lot of people are, are championing that this game is, you know, it's, it's so much more clean. It's so much more, you know, the, the lack of rules is kind of, what makes it so clean and so simple. And, um, they're just a lot to me that did not seem like it was clear. So, and I'm, I'm kind of rules lawyery anyways. Like so, what? <laughs> like the, the stone horn cutting his wounds in half. I, th- I thought, and maybe it was just a throwback to Warhammer, but I, I feel like the intention is that if somebody deals a damage to him and it's like a damage, three that I cut that in half and round it up and I'd still take it. But instead, you know, we were, we were saying that the whole, like, so your ghouls were walloping him with like, uh, 20. Right. But if you did that, if you cut it in half rounding up, then their wound, um, well, but each one's doing one. So if you cut each one individually in half and round up, it's one. Right, it still does the same one. So, so I, that was in the, the compact. That's what they were explaining: was you just take all the wounds and you take and you half them. So the one wound, you know, or the one. It you says know, that directly for the Stonehorn in the compact. Uh, it says that directly. It says anytime you have wounds or something like that, if you're going to have wounds, take all the wounds and then, yeah. I forget, I forget exactly where I read it, but we read it, and in fact, I mean, uh, Alex and I had read it before. Uh, we were playing because we were he, uh, we were asking what it does, and, and I remember the, reading it. So the wounds does it, the other question too was does the wounds mean wounds before or after the armor save? Because uh, that was pretty clear in Warhammer, right? But in Age of Sigmar, that's not as clear. Is a wound when you wound him, or is a wound? Well, we did it after uh, the armor saves. Saved. We, so yeah, that, we did it after the armor saves. So. Which I guess made sense. You got a chance to save the bunch and then only took half of what went through. I mean, yep. now, that worked I'm for not, me. I'm not saying that any of that was bad. I, I legit had a really fun game. Like, I, <laughs> I enjoyed that game. You know, I left there. It came there down with, to the last roll. It really did. With, with, with good vibes and good, you know, like, like I ready looking online and trying to find round circle bases and, um, you know, wondering which army am I going to first bring to Holy Wars? Because, you know, it, it was fun. It, it was fun. Like, like for sure. Um, I know it sounds like there's a, but there's really not a, but, um, other than that, I think what made it fun for me was that compact. So I'm wondering how many people are going to adopt that compact um, because it felt very balanced. Well, Holy Wars I, I really took it and feel... is making some adjustments to it. Yeah. 
And you don't know what South Coast GT is going to do. I, we have no idea. But, I mean, basically, it's, it's, it's not a bad idea for the compact. I like the compact. I know Canhammer has one, but they go by wounds. And so it's a little more involved in how to pick your um, – it's a little more involved in how to pick your units, but there's no – you don't need the long list of all the units and what their pool choice cost is. Right. Um, there's just so many different comps, but as I think as long as you have s- scenarios and secondary objectives, because that was kind of cool. We sat there. All right, pick a character you want to assassinate. Pick a unit you want to assassinate. Pick a piece of terrain in your opponent's zone that you're going to try to get to. Uh, and then they had the whoever you know kills more um, pool choices and whoever captures the most forests. So he's got all these other things going on. It's like I'm not just yeah. fighting. I'm we're trying to grab objectives, trying to nail certain people, get to certain places, and that all. I mean, there was so many things going on on the table. It was yeah, the, pretty... the objectives are great. Um, I, I think having those is part of the game, and I think um, I, I don't know if Clash Comp does all of them have those same several objectives, or if um, I think those five secondary objectives are in every one, but the scenarios change. The other ones had like you put down, you know, objective markers, and you're going for those. Um, we just happen to roll up the terrain one, which is like okay, it's one less thing to worry about putting out. It's just the terrain. Yeah, and I mean, the scenarios are something that I have. Well, it, it's no secret to you. I don't know if the audience knows. I've been playing a ton of Infinity, and that's really opened my eyes up to scenarios because in Infinity, it is all about the scenarios. A couple of scenarios have, say, well, it's based on how many points you kill, but majority of it, it, it you know, points don't matter uh, except for if you're down to almost nothing and then you retreat, but it's all about the scenario. You could right. you know, lose everybody, but one guy, but you know, and, and win the game because you know, you can actually win that game with no models left on the board <laughs> as long as you got your, your, your objective. So, yeah. I mean, once yeah. it comes down to it, you add up all the objectives. If you scored all that stuff before they managed to wipe you out, yep. then, um, then you win. Yeah. It's, it's that simple. So you know what's funny is we're as we're playing Age of Age of Sigmar, and uh, I don't want to break the necessarily the uh, thing off Infinity. If you had anything else you want no, to no, say, no, 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 because it's getting used to it. It's it's. I mean, it's a different game. It's a. I mean, and it, I, you, you, we kept. I know at times for both of us, our Warhammer fantasy sensibilities kept like butting in. Like, hey, I'm used to this. Like you were saying with the characters being so used to being able to keep them safe. And, and bunker them, whereas here you either got to kind of move them off somewhere, keep them behind something, uh, keep them in the middle of a mix in the crowd so that guys can't get to them, like all sorts of little things you got to do to keep them safe. Um, but I think, especially in our game, there was a couple of times like, oh, wait, we picked uh, during combat. I think um, we were going into some of those mentalities of like trying to judge who to pick to fight first. Yeah. And there's a couple of times we forgot. Like I made the biggest mistake on the table. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we've got all this stuff going on. I charged into Grant's Iron Guts with my five Blood Knights, and I'm like, I'm gonna get these guys, man. I've got this down. And um, did I, I? I did charge into him. Yeah, you did. You charged right into him. And uh, I got to attack first, and I was worried about the Stonehorn because it gets a bajillion attacks. 
and I wasn't. I don't remember. Did you attack there? Or did you attack the gorger first? No, I attacked the stonehorn first because that was that. First. I forgot that it had so few wounds on it that it wasn't getting many attacks. Otherwise, I would have left it. But I'm like, I got to take care of the stonehorn before it wipes out a dozen or fifteen ghouls. Okay, and I'm like, next I'll go to the blood knights. Hopefully, he won't attack them first. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even thinking. You attack my spirit host with your gorger. You choose that. And then when that's done, I'm like, okay, and the spirit host attacks back. And I wasn't even thinking. I was thinking that's the battle that's happening. And rolled up all the attacks, did this, and you're like, okay, any reason you didn't attack with the blood knights? I was like, what? Oh, I forgot about them. You're like, okay, iron guts attack. Oh, iron guts are just, oh, that was brutal. Oh, they. You did nine wounds. I saved four. So I had five wounds. And when you triple them. Since each blood knight has three wounds, that was like pop one for each guy. Pop, 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 yeah. pop. I, like, Iron- <gasps> I never got to roll for them. I felt I was like, oh, I can't believe I did that. They're they're disgusting. I mean, Iron Guts are really, uh, <laughs> really amazing. And and you and I, neither of us really had much shooting on the board. No, I had the Thunder Tusk until he died. But other than that, we really didn't have any shooting. My my fire belly could breathe fire. The so I think if there's a lot of shooting on the board, I think the iron guts go down a lot quicker. I mean, that's the first thing that you go after is iron, they did, you know, those and, iron and Well, they guts. have a pretty decent save, too, because when I did attack them with things, you're yeah. like, save. I was like, oh, come on. Yeah, four save. up four up saves for ogres. I mean, that's it's with four wounds apiece. We kept going back to old ogres and uh, we so ogres not ogres yeah. so we were thinking three wounds at first and i was like oh wait a minute i started to pull the first one off i was like oh no no they go back they got four in this game nice so they're pretty darn brutal um i would take six let's see what what do i get uh, stonehorn is five points and or pool choices and four pool choices for six iron guts i would take Six iron guts over a stone horn, I think, any given day. <laughs> oh, yeah. No <laughs> yeah. kidding. Yeah, I you think I would want to fit that. You could move them around the board. They can fight. They can take a hit. Yeah. Yeah. The stone horn does have the advantage that you can, you might want to take one of those because it can, it can actually charge first turn because it can, it can run and charge in the same turn. In fact, it <laughs> yeah. has to, if, if it's in. within 12 inches, it has to, whether it, it you know, ran or not. Yeah, so. and it's got its regular movement, plus you roll the dice to get the run, and then you're like, oh, look, I'm in range. Boom, charge. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So those iron guts, I mean, it, it was looking pretty sad for me for a while. He knocked out a lot of my big guys, and then the iron guts just decided to run across Whipping the, the board. Everything. <laughs> they, they did. I mean, they, they took out, I think pretty much everything I killed except for your one necromancer that got frozen to death by a sphere of thunder tusk ice was I think everything else on your, on your side died because iron guts went through it. They did. They just ran all over the board, like getting it. Cause even your tyrant, I swarmed him with the, uh, with the ghouls again and he was hacking them down, but they're just like so many that they finally got through. You know what I was thinking about that game too is um, model removal. Now you didn't have as many models on the table, but like when you were killing the ghouls and stuff with that guy, I was just sort of pulling them from the back, right? Yeah. And I totally could, and I wasn't even thinking about this because you got the three-inch pile in, right? 
Yep. I did that charge in. We fought. The next turn was going to be yours, and I had attacked first with the ghouls, and you had attacked second. If I would have just pulled a couple off the side and then pulled one or two from in front of you, and I would have pulled them right next to you. I could have pulled all but like one model to your left. That would have been the only one within three inches. Oh, yeah. And yeah. then you would have had to have piled in that way, moved away from the wall, and I could have gotten more guys in on the backside behind you and had that as a blocker between me and that other unit. And I've been thinking about it since we played that game. It's like if you're getting attacked second, and you're, you know, you can really set up the next battle and move your opponent out of the way by what models you remove. Yep. Um, the only thing I'm wondering is um, is uh, if um, if that can wind up pulling someone out of combat, if you're allowed to do that. And I didn't see anything. I couldn't find anything in the rules. I don't know how it works. Yeah, I was thinking about that several times. Like, would it could it be to your advantage to pull everybody off that's close so and then somebody, somebody charges away, it and then you're so. more than three inches away and you don't have to retreat? You know, you can just... You just move away. move away, which is the same thing as a retreat, because retreat, you just use your regular move, but you only get your regular move. I could run yes. yeah, in the other direction. Yeah, you could run, you could shoot, you could because I don't think you could shoot if you retreat either, right? No, can you can't you? shoot if no, you retreat. No, yeah. But I could also be four inches away or something and be like, okay, now I'm going to charge in again if there's anything with charge bonuses or anything like that. So I'm thinking that these pulling the model off phase, which I was just sort of pulling models off in general, just sort of wherever it was convenient, yeah, I'm thinking there. There's I'm thinking that there's more to that than I'm utilizing. Yeah, um, that was you know I thought th I found that kind of interesting. That may be something that 40k players are better at than us because they're used to that. You know, just pulling models off right. from wherever they wherever they need to go and where it could be strategic for them. But yeah, it could move things around. And oh, I was playing a game with Alex, and this is the thing that I didn't get. This was a rules thing that I thought was really neat. Uh, he had his giant up there, and I charged with all the zombies, right? And I got a really good roll, so I was able to sort of run them all up the sides and around the around the around the giant. Well, when I got them all there and then piled them in um, by going around the both sides of the giant on on the right side of them, they were all like too deep. That pulled them within about you know an inch and a half of the uh, unit of just. Uh, straight up uh orcs right okay so i charge into the combat i uh i declare my attacks boom, boom, boom my attack he declares his attacks boom, boom boom now we go to something else i'm like you're done he's like no no i have another attack i'm like what he's like the the orcs and i'm like i never charged the orcs what are you talking about he's like they're within three inches of a, of a combat happening oh Be because of the way i moved i moved and charged in and suddenly this unit is within three inches. They're not just going to stand there and be like, look, a fight. They're within well, that, three inches. They pile in. And it's like suddenly extra guys. So where you bring your guys up as sort of backup, your second unit's in the back. Because uh, Alex was telling me they'll take the uh, shooty guys from the, the, the Stormcast Eternals. Okay. And they'll make a rank of fighty guys and literally put the shooty guys directly behind them because they're within three inches because the bases are only like two and a half. Right, And so then they can get in there with their long attacks and get in there for extra attacks or, or they can shoot into the combat. Like they could be a part of the combat. It's just like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, that's like a strategy. Get them so when you attack, these other guys are within three inches and they'll just join the ruckus. 
Yeah, I, that's pretty powerful. I remember when you charged me both in the front um, with the Blood Knights and in the rear with the Felbats. Yep. My my first thought went back to 8th edition. I'm like, what's he doing? Those Felbats are just going to give up combat res. But they, di- they don't. They just don't in this type of a game. It doesn't do that at all. And in fact, what it did well, is I did- was able to wipe out the Blood Knights, but then I was stuck there. I couldn't move um, on my turn then because the I, I had to declare... Um, I need well, to get this, rid of the blood knights and I yeah. need to declare all my attacks there. So the fell, uh, bats kept me there. I mean, and I, that probably changed the game from, you know, a win. And if, if I could have started plowing with my iron guts over stuff sooner, um, you probably wouldn't have got, you know, the tyrant, you, you, maybe not the thunder oh, no. tusk, yeah. maybe, you know, so <laughs> that right there was a huge thing that kept my iron guts back a turn. And, and that helped the end of the game. It was your, your, you, you had the last turn. And you had your iron guts have gotten to, like, to the middle of the board. And you had a long charge. And if you made the long charge, you fought the hex race. If you beat them and, and forced them off, you win like 16-4. Right. Okay. If you miss that charge and don't make it, you're standing in the middle. And I win like 12-8 or something like that. Oh, it's like, or you could just go walk right over to that piece of terrain right there, that forest, step in it, and you win 11-9. And you're like, okay, if I fail this roll... I could lose, or I could just move over there. Okay, I'll move over there and win. And it was like, oh, my gosh. I think I still had to run. Didn't I have to run a little bit? Did, or maybe I just moved in. I don't remember. But, yeah, so I just walked into the woods. I'm like, ha, beat you, Dave. Yeah. 11 nine. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, yeah, you, you, you had to run to get in there, but you needed, like, a one. Yeah. So, just so, like, so I just I had to run. So yeah. I, I ran in there and and grabbed the woods, and we were oh. equal on the number of piece, terrain pieces we had. So um, I was up that. on – on number of pool choices, and yeah. you were up on. You got three, and I other. got two. Like we each assassinated the character we wanted. Yeah. You assassinated the unit, and got the pool choices. I got the terrain piece. Uh, so it was just like I wound up being like eleven nine or something like that. It was just like oh, that was so close. Yeah. But um, still got to shake some of those eighth ed thoughts out of my head when yeah, we're playing because sure. that mistakes you know you did it too though like you said you were just thinking all oh, these bats will be gone and you allocated no attacks to them yep and um without losing any models without losing any wounds they just stood there yeah and they, they completely held you up um and i was i wasn't certain about that move either because at first i was thinking the same thing i'm like oh they're just gonna pop wait they don't do that he'll actually have to attack them and take a model off for them to take a test yeah, I'm I'm almost wondering, I mean, is it a um I feel like if I do this then GW wins, but the you know, it's almost like do I start a new army? <laughs> do I do I start a different army that I haven't played? Do I venture into elves? <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> I would well, twenty five years I've never played an well, elf. <laughs> you know what? You can proxy it if you want to try it. Harrison's got a bunch of elves, write up a list. Do you come over, we'll play it. I mean we could Yeah. I've yeah. got and I got a lot of wood elves too. The only thing we don't have is dark elves, and if you want to play those, you proxy them. But you could try them. But it would that would help well, me the, overcome the if it was an army that I didn't know and uh-huh. kind of know the tactics, then I wouldn't put as many of those eighth ed tactics into it. Oh, that's oh, well, that's true too. You could play my dwarfs. I think uh, yeah, that's <laughs> the next army I'm going to try playing is the dwarfs. Um, that I got that new army that I painted up, and I only took it to one tournament and. Yeah, I mean, seriously, that's what I'm gonna try playing they're next. actually really fun. 
because now they move normal and they i mean they they move normal and they can and they can run their war machines are pretty decent um but you can really get in there and get into some combat with them too so it's it's awesome. yeah it's fun so you're gonna play again is what i'm hearing though oh yeah oh yeah well i i signed up uh the I think the first day of Holy Wars that it that it opened up, I said, you know what, I'm just gonna, I've got all these figures, you know, worst case scenario, that's the only time I play, but I'm gonna go hang out with buddies, and so I'm oh, signed sure. up for for Holy Wars and rebase your ogres. Yeah, now now you know the ogres are. We've been talking about Kings of War a little bit, and the ogres ah. are, are also an army of Kings of War. So that's true. I, I was just gonna rebase my ogres. But now I'm thinking, you know, maybe that might be the army I take for Kings of War. I don't. I haven't played a game of that yet. Okay. Uh, so, you can rebase. Uh, you don't want to rebase your Chaos Dwarfs because those were. You did so much work on those. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Um, but you liked it, and there was a lot of yeah, things. It was fun. That, yeah, it's a, it's. I mean, like I said, you know how much I like it. That I've been playing more and more of it. It's just. The, the, the tactics are completely different, and the strategies are different. That picking, you know, that roll, dude. Every time we rolled for next turn to see who goes next, oh. I, I was the only. I think I was I the only. Did you wind up with a double turn in the beginning? No, or, no, I never no. got a double turn. Yeah, you got you got a double turn once, and then you just kept rolling the initiative pretty much every turn after that. Right. So I think you got initiative every turn, which just then made it. That's right. You went. You went first. I want my double turn. Right. I never got it. In the five turns, you went first, and I went second. And I think, uh, yeah. Then I rolled initiative, and I went. I did the double turn, and every turn after that, I kept the initiative. So it just kept going, me and you. Kept being you, me, you, me, you, me. Yeah. Right. That double turn was kind of, yeah. That was where I screwed up though, because it was the second turn that I was like. Oh, I charged those blood knights. I'm like, I've got him now. Yeah, I, I see where that frustrates people. Um, I, I think, I don't know. I have to play a lot more games before I put judgment onto how much that's actually a part of the strategy of this game. You know, that, that you, well, that's well, part of the game. Plan so you have it. to plan yeah. for it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I definitely didn't plan for it because I forgot that that was a part of it. You, so, you, don't, you, you can't put yourself too far. Yeah. out there and it's really if you're the first player because if you're the second player you move just planning not to get next turn because it's not supposed to be two turns in a row and if you get the second turn da bonus you know um I, I think that if this game tries to take itself at all seriously um you know as, as silly as it sounds and, and the people who argue against <laughs> it are going to say you're saying you're taking a game seriously smack yourself in the head but no i mean there are people that take these games seriously and it, a game, you know, the very definition is, is people competing. So the, the, I think it needs to be every other. I, I think that that element needs to be taken out in a compact. It's just me. I think if you're taking it to that competitive, like this is a tournament type level because it adds that extra level of random. And yes, you have to try and prepare for it, but I mean, it it can really flip. It's it's just like one dice roll can really flip it. You can it, say it, that about a lot of things. Yeah, and it, and it can, and you're right. But I I that's one of the reasons I like it in there is because it's like you've got to be, you can take that risk and commit it all and 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 cross your fingers, or you can play it a little more conservatively on that first turn. Yeah, you know, and that's I mean that's the truth though. On that first turn, it's really uh, if you're going first, do you just 
charge it all in or do you kind of shoot and hold back do you want to you know because you've got to be prepared for that on that first turn and then every turn after that it can it can flip and rotate you can't get it twice in a row so it's you really got to prep that first turn and then afterward just whoever goes first has to really consider that if you're going first you got to consider how that's going to work so. i think it would work better if you could react in the um in the other player's turn. Like if, if you had the ability to react, then it wouldn't matter as much whether you went first or, or, or second, if you had the ability to react, like, like an in infinity where you've got the, the mechanic where you can, you can play in the other person's turn. Right. But I think just because you can't react, I mean, you, you have to prepare. Yes, but you can't react. It's, it's hard. <laughs> it, yeah. You know, it, it makes it a, uh, man, I, I did so well and I planned so well and that, that did not go yeah, that I mean, one dice roll. And really I've seen double turns up. really mess people up, and I've seen, like, my double turn didn't do that much necessarily at all. I still lost the game. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it's it's an interesting thing. I haven't played enough games to see. I, I haven't had it really ruin too many games, yeah. or any games, really. So it's been more of a just to, you know, sort of see how it goes. But um, I think, and part of that manipulation and movement comes, I think, um, while you're playing out those combats and picking off those models and forcing different movements and pylons in different ways. That can be part of your setup, and that's part that you can do during that person's turn when they're attacking. It, it just puts me back at the learning curve of a, of a brand new game, and it's going to take a lot of games oh, yeah. to where somebody does something to you, like you said, Alex did it to you, and you're like... Oh, 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 crap. <laughs> so it takes that oh, crap moment of yourself to go, okay, well, I know not to do that in the next game. But meanwhile, you, you lose a lot of games in the process. So, yeah, no um, kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know, it's, it, it, it's a lot of fun. I mean, really, to summarize the whole thing, I, I had a lot of fun. Um, does it replace the feeling that I had for, for Warhammer now? And I don't know why it didn't, but it does take the place of a game that I can, you know, more than likely enjoy some cocktails and roll some dice because infinity has not filled that no. portion. You you cannot drink cocktails and play infinity because you're in that game the whole time. Um, yeah, you set up and you're on board and everything else in the world goes away because you never stop when that game's going on. We yeah. got to get a game of that in too. I, yeah, we we certainly do. I I've been uh, playing that furiously. Um, you know, I, I do have put a little plug in here. I, I have a podcast with a couple of uh, <laughs> exceptional bros. I think Brad already was on here and talked about it a little bit. But yep. then also Randy Glenn of Texas. Um, the Texas Glens, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Formerly of Lone Hammer. And uh, we all decided to get together and talk about this new game that we were trying out because it seemed like there was a huge need for newbies to uh, have somebody that they can relate with. Uh, there's a yeah, couple. No of- kidding, because the other, I mean, I, 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 I want to enjoy the other infinity podcast but i don't know what they're talking about half the time <laughs> yeah they and are i know that they're great guys and um you know there's really some respect too because uh like like maya cast is one of them and those guys are are they are really nice they seem to embrace the the hobby uh, oh yeah and, i mean no well, they're the great hobby, they're and they know what they're talking the about i just don't know what they're talking about like yeah yeah the production value on that show is good i mean everything on that show is top quality and if I knew exactly what I was listening to, I know I'd love it. But 
<laughs> yeah, the so that was what we decided to do was do something that's just for that's really for noobs. And there's at times I feel like, well, are we not putting enough content? Or are we not moving fast enough? But our feedback's been great. Be like, no, this is what I want. I want really slow. I want step by step. I want you know, I want to just learn the basics right alongside with you guys. And it's, uh, I mean, it, it seems to work. We talk about some of the basic concepts. We talk through it. We make mistakes too. And, you know, are very human about it and, uh, you know, correct ourselves usually on the episode or later. And, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. I think there, there was a need out there in that community for the, the, the new player to have somebody that they can relate to because not, not everybody has great, you know, gaming groups like we do in the Chicagoland area. Some people are, are off on an Island and they're, they're struggling trying to learn by themselves or just with one buddy. And so to have a resource like us helping them through that, I think that's invaluable. Oh, it's great. So that's personal flash paper is what it's called. It's actually based off of a, um, per the, the personal flash paper is the news source for the, uh, for the sphere is basically what it is. I took it out of one of the pages of the fluff and, um, because that's what we are. We're, we're here to inform you about, uh, you know, how to play the game and, and just, I just liked it. It's got a good, what you did good sing to it. The, yeah. So personalflashpaper.com is actually up now and mm. yeah. And our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash personal flash paper. It's, it, it, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so far doing it. It's, we're only on the third episode right now. So, um, check it out. I, I did not come on here to do a plug by the way, but no, I invited you to though. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, 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 what the hell? That's what you're supposed to do, man. So you guys, I know Chris before he left was talking a lot about infinity. So you probably already have some of the infinite curious listening to this. So, so go check us out too. Yeah. I have been listening. So even, even with Randy on, I've been listening. <laughs> He, he's uh, he's our own special kind of awesome. Is what he is. Food chewing ass on the air and stuff like that. Uh, all, right. all right. Thank you so much for hey, Grant. Thanks for coming on, man. And it, it's it's just like I'm, you know, it, it just kind of it makes me so happy to have because I know how upset you were when this happened. Like I wasn't very. I was talking to Alex Gonzalez when we were at UGG on Saturday, and. He was talking about the same thing, people going through the, 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 the stages. And I was like, I went through them actually really quick. And I think that, I, you know, after at that, people thought I was, I mean, I, I, I know I had upset a bunch of people just because I was kind of like, yeah, whatever, it's a game. And everyone's like, you know, I, I'm upset. And I'm like, why? And I came off as pretty much of an unfeeling jerk. And you were telling me, like, man, don't you get it? I was like, oh, okay. I see what you're coming from. So... <laughs> Yeah, because I did. I felt really bad afterwards. I'm like, wow, I really just came off as a total. You know, and um, the, the 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 most frustrating part I think about all those feelings, and I I think is a pretty common theme between all of us us nerds that that went through that was was that we know in our heart of hearts how silly the whole thing is. You know how <laughs> we, we know. You know, and I knew in the heart of hearts, like like this in the realm of anything that's important really in the universe um, is absolutely nothing. But, you know, why am I so upset about this? <laughs> because if you if you think of, you know, first world problems, yeah. you know, c come on. They took my, you know, elitist game away. Uh, 
<laughs> it's you know such a small thing in in a world filled with problems, and and to put that much energy and emotion towards it is really silly. But it still happened, exactly. and we all felt that way. And there was a huge group of us that that did, and some that still do. You know, feel very you know hurt and and, and let down by Games Workshop as a company. Oh yeah. So. But, you know, on the other hand, this is finally, I mean, everyone's playing multiple games now. The none, there's, like, no one in our group anymore is, well, there are some that they've, they've found their game and that's it. But um, a lot of us are like, hey, now I got time to play a couple of different things at least because I it don't have to. It definitely changed me. I was a one game bro, and I'm now I'm like a three or four game bro. So. Yeah. And one of them's AOS. <laughs> and don't worry, we'll get you. Going. I don't know. Not I'm yet. telling you, after Holy I'm Wars, hey, a in. you got a couple in, but you've you've been having fun. You said you'll keep playing. Hey, you're going to Holy Wars. That's more than me. Yeah. And I'm true. all in. They're like you're gonna come back from that. You're like that was so much fun. Dave, let me borrow your Stormcast Eternals. Here you go, Grant. Uh, I do like Space Marines. Yep. <laughs> you're gonna show up at my house in a cave. And be like, I'm ready. Da, da, da. I'm like, yes, <laughs> Grant's all in. Giant, huge spikes coming out of me. Cave with, no yeah, with hammers hanging off the back of it and stuff. You're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like I've been drinking again. Ass uh, Eternals. Yeah. Yep. Dude, I kind of, I kind of like them. Harrison plays them a bunch, and if I, you know, if I was, if I was painting them up and painting a few more, that that's a that's a fun army to take. But I'm really kind of. Really monkeying around with the with the VC, and that's why I'm looking forward to the Holy Wars comp because I think he's letting you take uh, from the you know the the legions or whatever it is. So it's like they've got death, chaos, destruction, oh, and so you order. Can mix, so you could take your yeah. two kings and uh. would be well. There's tomb king, death is tomb kings and VC. Destruction is ogres and orcs and goblins. Um, order is. Uh, Stormcast Eternals, uh, the Sylvaneth, which is like the forest spirits, the elves and the dwarfs, and I think whatever, you know, the Empire, since the, you got that. Who, who's letting you do that? Take. I think Holy take, Wars is letting you take, you can take two. Holy Wars is. I think they're letting you take two uh, from the, so you can mix, you can mix, but you can only mix two, I and it can if, only be a certain percentage, I think. I wonder if Chris Yule will let me take some Mangler Squigs. <laughs> <laughs> Those things are just sick. Put some mangler squigs in my ogres. Oh, that'd be amazing. I got all iron guts and a couple of mangler squigs to throw forward. Let's play this game. <laughs> I'm not bringing filth at all. <laughs> well, hey, I'm thinking I can get a couple of those snake riders and, uh, you know, throw a couple of those in, get a casket running maybe. You know, I don't need too much from, from their list. Just a few, a few little bonus things. Tomb Kings are pretty good now, dude. Yeah, yeah. Tomb Kings have really, and dude, they look nice on the round bases. They really do. So, anyway, we should. I should let you go because I got Luke and Taz coming on before I wrap up the show. So, um, excellent, excellent. So, hey, seriously though, thanks for coming on, everybody. Personal flash paper. If you're interested in Infinity, that's the podcast to listen to. Yeah, check us out. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on. The, you know, if you've got any of those podcast type apps and you just do a search for personal flash paper, it'll pop up. Um, we've been having some image problems. So a lot of times if you search it, it'll just come up PFP podcast in little red letters. But once you download the episode, you get our cool graphics. Um, and yeah, yeah. Look us up. We're, we're 
on Twitter, we're actually at Flash Paper News because at Personal Flash Paper was too long for them. So we're at Flash Paper News on Twitter. And uh, yeah, give us a listen. Thanks for having me on, Dave. Yeah, no problem, Grant. Take it easy. And folks, we'll be back. Hey folks, it's Dave, and I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Battle Foam. You've all heard me talk about it before. The foam is firm, it doesn't separate from the base, they custom cut, design, make any piece of foam you want to fit any model you want. Anytime a new army comes out, within days, you've got Battle Foam cut and designed to fit those models. This isn't a game company making cases on the side. This is a carrying case company making foam and custom carrying cases to protect your army. It's what they do. It's all they do. Check it out at BattleFoam.com. Battle Foam, protecting your army. And we are back. All right, folks, uh, here now with fr- longtime friend of the show, Luke Fritz. Luke. Hello, everybody. Uh, Luke was at UGG. I was. Uh, tabletop Gaming Day. You were here with me the whole day. I was. Well, most of the day. I, we had to leave to go meet some friends for dinner at about 7 o'clock, but I was there from oh, that's right. the beginning to about 7. Yep. So. I had a good time. <laughs> I, I, I'm glad. There was a lot of AOS going on. That was nice to see. That was crazy how many people actually showed up with stuff. Yeah. Like, there was five players there. Yeah. Like, well, okay, Dominic was there. He brought stuff for his friend to start playing. He really didn't play AOS, but he was okay. trying to get him into it. Yeah. He's playing, he plays a couple, he, you know, he's new to some of the other games. Mm. But still, there was five people there that wanted to play AOS. And I was just like, okay, so I got a couple of games in, um, learned a lot. I got a couple of questions, but I had so much fun doing that. And you guys were over there. And uh, see, I thought you had finished your army, so I'm like, why didn't you bring your Stormcast? No, You're like, no, I, they're I, not uh, even. I, they're not even on bases. So <laughs> then I was like, okay. They're built, so, but not based. So you were playing X-Wing. Yes. Now, first, at first you were there and you were playing X-Wing. You, you were a big fan of that. I like that game, but you're a big fan of that game. I'm a big yeah. fan of anything Fantasy Flight makes. To me, uh, GW makes gorgeous models and good games. Fantasy Flight just makes really good games. Yeah, they're that's they're true. they're to me they're a really good game developer. Um, they're perfect at taking already existing properties and turning them into phenomenal games. Whereas G- Games Workshop is we, they're a model we, company. That's, yeah, they're a model company. That's what they. I mean, that's they're, what they call themselves. They're a model exactly. company. So, yeah, that's a lot of people say Fantasy Flight should just get the rights to write the the game. The they should. Um, I, GW just keep making models and be like, these are the models we coming up with. Come up with something. Exactly. Yeah. That would be. Uh, I mean, they already do the role playing game. We'd have a lot of tokens. Yeah. <laughs> we would. We <laughs> would. That is something Fantasy Flight a, prides themselves that on. Be, that would be the Fantasy Flight. That would be the you get the Warhammer rules pack with the with the obligatory yep. token uh, yep. box. I mean, they're coming out with a. I don't know if you know, they're coming out with the Warhammer uh, Quest card game. Yeah, I that saw comes that out I, in a few months. I think I saw that in the uh, in the window at uh, at Gen Con. Yeah, 
So listen, here's sure. what I wanted to ask you about. Now you play a lot of X Wing, and I, I know there's competitive X Wing, and I just I play for fun. Mm. I play, and it's it's a game I can bring over to my in laws' house because my brother in law loves Star Wars. Oh, that's perfect. And I taught him the game in like you know ten minutes, yeah. the basic game, and he's simple. like. Guy who doesn't, I mean, he likes games but doesn't game. Yeah. Like, I brought this over and he goes nuts. It's a nice game to bring. It's one of the more simple rule sets that they've ever come up with. And it's such a simple rule set that, you know, they licensed the movement out to other companies. The only game I've had an easier time getting family and friends who aren't gamers to play is Settlers. Okay. I, I can see that. The only game that I've had an easier, because that's a board game. That's a board game, yeah. So I, they look at that and they're like, I mean, the, the models at first they get standoffish and they got to talk to them. The board game they'll sit down and play. Yeah, they'll give it if you if you yeah, listen. It doesn't look like a normal board game. It's really fun. I've had so many people come up and see me playing X Wing. They're like, Wow, did you build and paint those? And I look at people. I go, Nope. These are. This is why I play this game. <laughs> this is I what don't comes have to in build a box. Them. Comes in a box like that. I don't have to build them. Don't have to paint them. They're table ready, which is what one of the things that drew me to X Wing. <laughs> So I didn't have to build, build or paint a thing. Okay. <laughs> hey, it's true, though. It's true. So here's what I want to know. Sure. Um, you brought out Armada. I did. And it's My other love right now. The, <laughs> I look over the table, and I'm like, is that two box sets? And you guys look back, and you two are playing. You're like, it's like three box sets <laughs> and a couple of the bigger Star Destroyers. And I was just like, what? Yeah, I, it was. We. Uh, I, I only bought one core set for Armada. Okay. Um, because the nice thing about Armada um, is you really only needed one because they brought out every other, all the ships that were in the core set, right. they released to single expansions. Yeah, but I looked at those and I priced them out and the, the ships together cost just almost exactly the same as the box set. And so I figured I'll just take the extra dice and extra things like that. So I, I mean, that'd be probably going to do it. You're missing out on a few cards because the single expansions do have some different cards in them. Oh, so okay, so different, there is a reason ex- to do it. Yeah, different upgrade cards and stuff. So there is okay. a reason to do it. Um, but I mean, again, if you're like you said, you don't play X-wing competitively, and unless you're going to do Armada in any competitive sense, there. I mean, it, the difference isn't great in the card card pool that it, it gives but you. There's so. a, there's a choice there. Why would I pay the same and not and skip out on the like the dice and the extra and the places to hold? That's it all. a wonderful point. And. <laughs> But it's, hey, because I want the cards. I yeah, get that. yeah, you want the cards. Actually, uh, the Sunday before the we did the UGG, uh, I actually won. I came in first at Games Plus. Oh, nice. Because uh, they recently, Fantasy Flight recently did the Massing at Celest, which is their Armada preview event. Right. Which you could win one of the new ships coming out. Oh, cool. So that's where the big Star Destroyer came from. Okay. It, it was the Imperial Star Destroyer. I came in first in that tournament, so... I was able to take that ship first. That's a nice prize, oh, man. Oh, it's a great prize. It comes, you know, because those ships probably won't be out for another month. Those probably won't be out till the end of November. So anyone who won one of those events has a ship before anybody else has it. So Those are like $100 ships, though, aren't they? Those, uh, ones? those are actually going to be 50 Those are, those are the, the ISDs, the Imperial Star Destroyers, the big Star Destroyers are going to be forty nine ninety five. If I'm not mistaken, on the price point. So that one giant one that's there though at UGG, that it really that's the what is which one is that one? Uh, giant one. There was UGG. a big Star Destroyer UGG that was I thought it was like ninety bucks. Oh, somewhere. that that's for X-wing. Oh, okay. That is the uh, Imperial Raider. That's the Corvette equivalent. Okay. For Imperial, but that's so, for <laughs> Epic Games of X-wing. 
Oh, okay. For like the big 300-point games of X-Wing, that's what that's for. Oh, okay. So it shows you how long it's been. So, <laughs> All right, so explain to me what the difference is between an Armada, though. Like, Because I heard you guys, I mean, it looks very different. It is very different. Um, whenever I get this question a lot. A lot of people, when they see me playing both, they're like, well, what's the difference? Can you explain it to me? Uh, the simplest thing is I start with, I ask them a simple question. What do you, what do you like playing more? Right. Chess or checkers? Okay. That is the major difference in that X-Wing plays very much like checkers. It's very reactionary okay. in how you do things. There's not a whole lot of planning. You plan your movement, but it's you're reacting to what's going on. Armada takes a lot more planning because for some, for all your ships in Armada, you're planning three turns ahead. Okay. Because each ship gives you command dials, and you have to pre-plan what your commands are going to be and where you think you're going to be in the game. Oh, all right. So you have, it's a thinking game. You have to really be thinking ahead. Right. And you have to think, okay, where is my ship going to be in two turns? Am I going to want to concentrate fire, or am I think I'm going to take a lot of fire, so I want to take engineering to try to repair myself? It's stuff like that. You have to, you have to think in those terms. Um the other big difference would probably be the movement. Okay. Whereas in X-Wing, you're dealing with dogfighters, snub fighters, essentially, in X-Wing. So your your ships are basically, you know, you have your templates, you lay your template down. They're, they're they very just, agile. They can oh. do 90-degree turns. They can do... Exactly. They can do, like, flip around, flip 180s, around. go exactly. back. Exactly. In Armada, you're dealing with capital ships. And... One of the neat things that I enjoy about Armada that I think they really did well in the movement system is they account for space drift. Okay. So if you take a Star Destroyer and it wants to move, say it wants to go left, and it can only go speed two, which isn't very fast. You know, speed two is maybe six inches. It's not that fast. All right. Um, you're, so normally when you think of X-Wing, okay, I'm going to have something go speed two, and we're going to go to the left. They can bank, do 45 degrees, or they can do 90 degrees. Right. Well, when a Star Destroyer goes, its its base is so large, it's got some drift to it, that it actually ends up going more like 25 degrees. <laughs> okay. 25, 30 degrees and just how it turns. It can't make a full 90 degree, and it's not going to go 45. But it's very much because... It, so you have a maneuver tool, that big gray tool. Right. I'm sure you've seen it. Yeah, it's I've got seen number, it, yeah. you know, one. It's zero through four. So you pick what speed you're going, and you basically take the maneuver tool and you click it however you're going to move. Say you're going speed two, okay, and you can click it once. It's got two clicks to the left, two clicks to the right. That's how far you can click the maneuver tool. So say your Star Destroyer is going to do, so you click once. So literally your Star, your star Destroyer is going from here to here. So I mean, you can't really see because it's only my. So it's it's uh, basically about a what a, a thirty degree. It's a thirty degree turn, turn. essentially, okay. and it's it's. So if you're speed two, you move your distance. You move up to that first marker. You've got the first click. Yep. Which isn't probably thirty degrees. That's probably the 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 more of the fifteen, right? Or however it's many you have between it. Exactly, but I mean, your your whole base is shifting. Right, the base is shifting, but you're still moving forward on that straight line. Correct. Okay. Correct. It's it's. It's it's a less precise, less perfect maneuvering system than X-Wing, but it should be. there. You're talking about big honking capital ships. 
No, but so, I can see that, how you've got to move that whole straight length of that line before the next knock, but the next yeah. knock, your ship only turns to a small degree. Yeah. So it's... Yeah. Yep. It, it, so that and you know, uh, one of the command, one of the four commands you can do in Armada is navigate, and navigate actually plays a big part because navigate's the only way you can speed up or slow down. Okay, it's the only way you can't like at random say I'm going to reduce my speed. You have to pick a navigate command in order to either increase your speed to go faster or decrease your speed to slow down. Well, yeah, it's the only way. And when you navigate, you can also click extra. So your turning gets a little, more a little accurate. bit better, okay. a little bit more accurate. But that would, I mean, that's the biggest, the second biggest uh, change. Um, a lot more dice in Armada. Okay. A lot more dice. Right now, X-Wing, the max amount of dice you can throw is five. Uh, in Armada, an Imperial Star Destroyer from the front arc, if you're firing, right. eight dice. <sighs> Eight. Eight eight dice of di- of varying colors. It's the other thing I like, you know, X-Wing is very much red and green. Right. Armada, I enjoy the, uh, they have three different ranges, and each range is a different color dice. So they, okay, so they have multiple. Multiple ranges that do more damage. Like long range um, is red dice, middle range is blue, close range is black dice. Now, close range, black dice 75% chance to hit. <laughs> There's only one blank side on that dice. Oh. On an eight-sided dice. It's like really, really... Then that's more than 75%. Is it more than 75%? I don't do math. <laughs> yeah. How many-sided? Uh, it's an eight-sided dice. And it's missing one? It's. I think it's missing... So 87.5% well, miss, chance to hit. It might be missing two. That would be 75. That would be 75. Then it's missing two. I don't yeah. do math. <laughs> well, I did, so we're safe. <laughs> we're we safe. You're the teacher. Your you math should know. is not right. <laughs> no. We need to look at that. <laughs> this rock is too heavy. Perhaps we should lift a smaller one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's about how... Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's it's okay. not that funny that I look over at you and you're just not. Yeah. You're, yeah. <laughs> just resigned you know, people, to it. People, people use math when in X-Wing. I've, I've talked to people who play X-Wing and they play Armada and, you know, I read on forums and stuff. There are just so many people that are spitting out numbers all over the place about like, well, yeah, you have this percentage to hit when you roll with this. And, you know, I'm, I'm just thinking that's not how I play the game. That's just tiring. <laughs> That's taxing on me. Why? Uh, I can't let's, do that. I'm just let's play the game, and who cares about the numbers? Well, people who want to win. People who want to win. Ex- yeah. You know, eight sided die. That's yep. twelve and a half percent aside. Boom! You just yeah. got to throw it down. Yep. You could, you know, you could figure your your odds. I mean, yep. now for me, like I said, when I play Warhammer, and as we know, all my dice rolls are fifty fifty. Oh yeah. Because either you make it, yep, or you don't. Yep. That's it. Yep. I need an 11, 50, 50 chance. Yep. <laughs> Made it. Yeah. I'm actually very excited for, I, I'm I'm waiting with bated breath for them to release the Adepticon schedule. Okay. It's coming. It's soon. It is. It's soon. I'm hoping within the next week or two, before November, they'll have it out, because registration I think starts on the 5th, I think. I think it's going to be out before I release this episode. Oh, okay. I think by the time you're listening to yourself saying, how did I sound, <laughs> you'll have the schedule. Oh, I, I never think I sound right. <laughs> Get used to it. <laughs> I know I, you do get used to it. Yeah, I've actually gotten used to it. I do. Uh, I, I I'm a trivia host. Oh, really? Every Wednesday night. So I, I'm getting slowly getting used to hearing myself on a microphone every every week. So 
Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah. You get like I said, and you do. You just get used you to it. You get used to it. Yeah. So, to tell me, um, I know you say one is checkers and one is chess. Yes. If you're, are, so if you're playing for the first time, you should probably start with X wing. Um. Or is it just depending on your taste? I mean, what uh, do you think? Armada definitely has a bigger, steeper learning curve. Okay. I believe. Um, but if you haven't played either one, I say, what do you want to do? Do you want to play with? Do you want to starfighters or do you want to do big ships? That's the question you got to ask yourself. What do you prefer? If you're a Star Wars fan, what do you, you want to watch? Tie fighters and X-wing fighters okay. and Y-wing fighters. Or do you want to see, see star destroyers shooting a, shooting the the bejesus out, be out of somebody? So I mean, that's that's really the. If you haven't played either, that's the question I would pose to you. Um, X-wing easier to learn, easier to pick up right away out of the box. Um, our model, it, like I said, does have a steeper learning curve because the maneuvering is so different. Okay. Um, it's not quite as simple as pick a maneuver, put it down, and go. You ha- and it, because I think that turn needs to be completed over a couple of turns. Exactly. The the plotting of commands in Armada, I think, is what makes it difficult. Now, can you people. decide halfway through that turn that you've made a bad maneuver or a bad idea, and then like not do it the next turn? Can you restart a maneuver, or is that you, a you can't? Once you plot your maneuvers, you cannot change them. You can look at what you've done, like if you forget, like right. Like, for no, instance, but what I'm saying, you lay out that stick, and it's got four lengths, but you can only move two. So you lay out the first two. Mm. You don't have to keep. You don't have to lay out the rest of the stick to plan your whole move. Do oh, you? Oh no, 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 no. You, okay. Like you have what? Uh, actually, what a lot of people will do is they take one of those sticks and they divide it into two, <laughs> and they have a one to two section and a three to a uh, uh, two to however long section. Okay. And they have two sections, and then they'll just use uh, both sections because. Trying to maneuver that big long thing once you get in the scrum of it is really really tough. So oh, having okay. having a shorter stick works. Um, they sell. <laughs> you heard it here, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the, the I've been saying that my whole life. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm no Doctor Ruth, but hey, uh, <laughs> thank goodness. Uh, um, all right, so yeah, so each move is its own. It's not like you're following that whole long exactly that whole thing out. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. I, X-wing is you know there's no pl- there's there's simple planning in X-wing. So if you you know it's okay, which way do you want to go? What maneuver do you want to do? Put your dial down, move your ship. In Armada, you have to think what am I going to be doing three turns from now? Right, because That's, yeah, it's taking you so long. It's to get taking that you maneuver, so long how, to get that maneuver. Yeah. You know, it, I'm committing to this maneuver exactly. now. That's going to come to fruition down I, the I'm, line. I'm committing to what. This is what I want my ship to do. How am I going to get there? I'm going to plan my maneuvers. I'm going to plan my commands so I get there. Either by, you know, so like Star Destroyer has three commands, three dials. You have right. to set those before you start the game. Turn one, you flip one over. You do what it what, one of the four commands you chose. You can't change the other two. And you reset the one you spent at the end of the turn, at the beginning of the next turn. So you always have three. Okay. But, so you have, uh, but you can't change them once they're set. You can look at them, but you can't change them. However, there are upgrade cards that will change them for you. Okay. So like if you put like a certain commander and say, so it, it there are upgrade cards that add a flow or a, a, a change to the game. So say you pick something. 
Special abilities. Special it, abilities. It adds to the flavor of certain characters. I pick a navigate command, but I don't want to do a navigate command. If I have an upgrade card that says I can change that to something else, you can change it once it's revealed. You could say, okay, I'm, I don't want to do navigate. I want to do concentrate fire. I have this upgrade card that allows me to change it to concentrate fire. All right. You know, and then the other thing about Armada is the whole token system as well. Because there's not just commands, there's tokens. Okay. You don't have so to spend the command when you reveal it. You can take, you can bank it as a token. So you can reveal it and say, I'm just not doing it. I'm, but yep. it, you have to save it as what it is, though, right? Exactly. You have to save it as, like, a navigate. Well, I don't want to speed up. I don't want to use... I'll I don't save and navigate for later. Save and navigate for later. Then and how it, can you use them at any time or... Yep, any turn. You can use the navigate... A token, navigate token, and now the tokens aren't as strong as if you were to actually use it when revealed. So, okay, so it's less powerful because you saved it. Here's the question. So I flip one of those tokens every turn. Yep. Or one of my one the of the dials. three dials. Yeah. So I flip my dial. I do that. Can I also use a token? Uh, yes. So if I have tokens saved up, it's like it's not as powerful, but I'm sort of like shoving it into la extra turns later. So Correct. I don't get my full turn Correct. later, but I'm holding off so I can get these extra moves Exactly. In. There are limitations to how many tokens you can have and what types of, like you can only have one of any uh, one of each type of token and you can't have more than three if you're- Well, it's not bad company. to have backup though. I mean, it could exactly. be a strategy, well, I suppose. I mean, I, I know? I haven't played it. It's a good strategy uh, because like- if you have if you have a uh, a navigate token and a navigate command, you can increase your speed by two technically at that point. So oh. you so it's really good for smaller ships like corvettes that can go speed four. Those things can really fly, especially if you do that. They can go from two to four like that. <laughs> it's you know. <laughs> where they, but where do they go? They uh, must have gone into hyperactive, <laughs> sir. <laughs> they went to plaid. <laughs> All right, so. Um, I hope that kind of explains the difference. I mean, there's a yeah. lot more difference. I could talk for an hour about it, and but and it's really hard talking about it if if you don't have the pieces. If you don't in have the pieces you. in front but of you. But these are the, this is what I wanted though. It's like what sticks out in your mind is the things that really just jump at you as differences, and you've you've given us that. So yeah, I mean, if you want a game that's going to be more involved, less beer and pretzels, go Armada. Go Armada. Go Armada. If you want to bring something that you can play at the end of playing three or four, really thought. Heart. You could still probably go Armada, but X-Wing is just... <laughs> well, our, like you I know, X-Wing reminds you of Catan. It's not the same game, but it's like, I could just pull that out pretty much anywhere yeah. with anyone. Yeah. And even if they don't know it, if they're yep. interested, they could learn in five minutes and, and we can have a game. You see, an X-Wing is played on a 3x3, three three, so you can pretty much throw that down anywhere. Yeah. Armada plays on a 3x6, so it's a, you need a lot more space. Oh, okay. So, I mean... Well, yeah, because you need to turn. Yeah, exactly. And 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 the points right now, the points have just been increased to 400 points for Armada. Ooh. Yeah, so. Well, of course they of would. Buy more ships. Buy more ships. I mean, what are you thinking about? Buy more ships. We all have 300 points worth. Okay, well, then then get 400. 400. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Uh, all right. Um, you know what? I think it's time to wrap it up. Sure. This has been uh, fun. Thanks for coming on and explaining that to me because I, I, like I, said, I have it and I haven't really pulled it out. To play, and I'm like, uh, you know, I keep hearing you need two boxes to really start a good no. two-player game for Armada. Yeah, no. Everybody who tells me that if you want to play well, a two-player game, you're it's talking good, to, but it's, it's not good me. that each player have his own set. Um, yes, it, it wouldn't. That wouldn't be bad if each player had their own. But you can get away with. You can get away with. Okay, cracking. I'm a gamer. Do I want to get away with, or do I want to get what I need to have a good, solid, full game? Uh, option two. 
See? It, it, you're a gamer. I'm a gamer. We know. It's always option two. So then <laughs> but trying to sell somebody on 200 points or $200 is pretty well, hard. Well, that's it's, the thing. That's yeah, why I haven't even, like yeah. you said, I'm like sitting on mine, kind of waiting, looking at it, making yeah. sure if I'm going to decide if I'm going to play it or not. You know, so. All right, folks. Uh, that's 131. Uh, tabletop Wargaming Day at Unique Gifts and Games. Awesome. I had a great time, and thank you to everybody who came out. And, um, you know, I got some emails. Oh, and it probably gets, there were probably some voicemails thrown in on this episode because okay. when I recorded the beginning, I didn't have any, and by yeah. now, suddenly, I do. I, so I look forward to listen, hearing myself, and I look forward to playing my first game of AOS. Hopefully, I'll get that due done soon rather than later. A um, couple of weeks, I think we're talking a book. We're either talking, well, probably talk some gaming, but in the next couple of episodes, we're covering... Fluff. Well, we're doing Galmaraz, the rule book, or okay. the scenario book, and the novel. Okay. I'm going to be on talking Galmaraz, scenario book, and novel. I got someone lined up for that, but I, that might be in two episodes. I've and, got, like I, like I told you earlier, I just bought the Corn Bloodbound book. So oh, if you excellent. want, if you'd like me to come back and talk about that, I can. Cause sure, because you're going to be playing them since you've got oh, four yeah. sets, and I've I've actually I I have the book too because I wanted to get the scenarios and read the fluff because mm. their fluff wasn't covered in the hardcover books as yeah. much. No, it's not like the Stormcast the Eternals. Book, yeah. A lot of it's sort of rehashing what we've been fed over the yeah. past few months, but the Bloodbound they only have their little fluff from the stories, and here getting more of that. Yeah, that's why I picked it up too. So that'll be a fun one. We'll okay. cover all that absolutely. Oh, of course. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. And oh, um, I'm sorry about the website. It should be up if you're listening to this. If not, we've got more issues. But someone hacked the website, and yeah. But here's the thing: they they took the forums and put it some weird link to some French website or Italian website for a free dating service. But so Daniel's, even though he's able to get rid of that, he's having trouble getting the forum back. Back, like it may be gone. Okay, which means the people who were in the contest for the for the Wild West Exodus. Yeah. I don't have that. The oh. people who've been doing the painting challenge who stuck with it even through the change. Yeah. I don't have it. So I'm gonna have to figure out something for all those people to be able to just be like, hey, I was in it. Honest to God, I was caught up to this point. Here's a picture of my army so far. Let's continue. Yeah. But I may have lost I don't know yet. Like as we're recording this, Daniel hasn't got it. It's it's read only right now. You can get the episodes. Yeah. That's it. Okay. Everything else on the website will take you places, but you can't log in or sign in or do anything. It's read-only. Well, 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 best of luck with that. <sighs> I'm so sorry, right. folks. I'm so upset about this. And so, well, I found out once once we can get this fixed, there's something I can, well, it's, you know, I was <laughs> selling all that stuff to pay for stuff for the show. Yeah. This is going to get this fixed and and uh, and and covered, and uh, they, I can upgrade to some sort of service to yeah. there to they'll make sure this never happens again for me yeah. and I'm like alright excellent but that's that's later so we'll be back more fluff coming more gaming coming more game reports coming Age of Sigmar is uh, on full roll yeah. here so have fun Definitely. and we'll talk to you in a few weeks thanks Luke for coming Luke appreciate oh no it. problem Dave thanks for having me I appreciate it take it easy guys alright you too you've been listening to Garage Hour if you like the show, we invite you to join the Garage Hammer community by joining our forums at garagehammer.net slash forum or our Facebook page, Garage Hammer Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter. Follow David at Garage Hammer and follow Chris at Topher Chris U. If you'd like to contact us, you can reach David through david at garagehammer.net. You can reach me, that's Chris, 
through chrisu at garagehammer.net. And you can reach both of us through garagehammer at live.com. If you want to help support Garagehammer, check the support page or the show store on our website, or leave us a positive review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening. Okay, Dave, sorry, I'm going to call you back.